What's up, Internet? You're tuned in to episode 60 of the Video Game Pals, part two of our very special E3 coverage. Part two! Uh, two, two, two. Part two, boys! <laughs> <laughs> so this is the show, uh, the Pals Network's weekly video game podcast, where a group of lifelong gamers get together to talk about video games, the news, and how it all makes us feel. I'm your host, Pete and Bessie, joined today by my ever-present co-host and antagonist, Mr. Andy Brown. Oh, hi, Pete. Oh, hi, Andy. Uh, <laughs> that was the most civil time you've ever talked to. Yeah. <laughs> that was the most civil introduction Andy's I, ever listen, had on this show. I, I have no, to no, break no, Pete's no. heart I don't later. Let you ruin it. <laughs> I have to break Pete's heart later when I go hard at Sony. So. Uh-oh. Here God we go. God damn it. All right. <laughs> and also joining me today is the edgelord with the heart of gold, Mr. Robert Thompson. Back from the dead, it's me. Hey. And the man, the myth, the legend, the guy who's finally going to buy a Nintendo Switch. We hope. Mr. Sean Bartley. <laughs> uh, that's not confirmed. I don't know. I don't know where you got that's your confirmed. information. Oh, it's that's well, we'll talk about that that's in a minute. That's where they got financing deals. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then rounding out the crew today is our very good friend returning guest of the party nerds, Mr. Ed Figarello. What's going on, guys? What's up, people? Welcome back, Glad buddy. Glad to be here. Yeah, so I was over on uh, the Party Nerds uh, E3 special part one last week, so we thought we'd have Ed come in for uh, part two of our special. So you got a nice little – it's the most ambitious crossover (laughs) in podcasting history. Right, no no finger snapping on this one. (laughs) We hope not. Yeah, right? Yeah, so uh, we've got a lot to dig into today. Uh, if you missed part one of our coverage of E3, it went up a little later than we normally do. And then uh, we had the first version go up with a huge error. Shoutouts to Mr. Tyler Olson of uh, the Longbox Podcast for bringing that to our attention. But the episode's there now. We've got EA, Ubisoft, uh, Bethesda, all that stuff. Uh, who else is there? Square, right. I forgot about them because it was... <laughs> That was a conference. Yeah, that wasn't even uh, a press conference. Go check that, that, out. Was a vi- that was just a video. Like a, that was like a movie trailer. Kind of what we saw in the theater. <laughs> that was basically what that was. Yeah, so uh, we, we talked about all the third-party stuff on that episode if you want to go check that out. But today we are here to talk about Nintendo, Microsoft, and Sony. Uh, we've got a lot to dig into here, so um, we're going to get right into it. But before that, I'm going to tell you where you guys can uh, connect with the show. If you want to write in and let us know what you're thinking about E3, you can hit us up at thevideogamepals at gmail.com. Follow our sister show at the Comics Pals, wherever your social media is sold. Uh, or just get us in the comments down below and let us know uh, what you're thinking. And, um, you know, if you want to help out the show, you can uh, do us a solid by giving us a like on your platform of choice or heading over to Apple Podcasts, where we're currently a five-star rated show, giving us one of those sweet ratings. Uh, Head over to our YouTube channel, give us a like on the video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, click the notification bell so you know when all of our videos go up every day. And, um, you know, just do all that stuff. Helps the show a lot more than it costs you, as Sean likes to say. And uh, it uh, really does help us out. So with that, I'm going to take us into our random question of the week. And uh, I wanted to ask you, boys, uh, we're here. We're, we're, we're in the afterglow of E3 2018. What was your favorite announcement? You know, whether it's a trailer, whether it's, uh, you know, a specific, uh, maybe a character in Smash Brothers, whatever it was. What, are, what were you most excited to see? What got the biggest pop out of you this year? Got it right here. I would say the most excited I got was probably the most surprised I was out of the entire E3 convention, and it was Sony's press conference with the Resident Evil 2 remake trailer. That was probably the most surprising mm. I got. I saw the trailer. Oh, yeah. It was probably the most ambitious. I saw like a Capcom Resident Evil game out of everything, and then I saw the combination of, okay, I know it's Resident Evil 2 story. I know it's the Resident Evil 4 gameplay style, and then I saw like 
trailers afterwards, like on the E3 show floor. It's Resident Evil's like engine, so like that realistic engine, kind of what you saw. Yeah, in the, the one from uh, Seven. Yes. Like that's a perfect storm, I think, for Capcom in terms. <laughs> like literally, Capcom came out of nowhere with all the stuff they did at E3, and I think this was like their like masterpiece. It was cool that they had, like, a big announcement for both conferences from Xbox and, and Sony, too. You know, like, we had Devil May Cry there and then RE2 here. Yeah. And uh, we got to see that. We, we went and saw it live. Um, Ed and I saw it together at, um, I forget the I name of the theater, called, but we were in Philadelphia. We were at the in Philly. It was the PlayStation uh, E3 experience. Oh. Right. It was really cool. Yeah, it was awesome. Did they, and, like, uh, so, give you the real deal and shuffle you to a different theater after the last <laughs> of this announcement? <laughs> well, they made, well, the thing is they made, because it was, because of the experience of the last, like, I guess with The Last of Us, because it was, like, such a stuffy environment with, you know, how much you're in, like, a, this apocalypse, it was really hot in the theater, so it made more sense. They kept it very ambient, if you will, so it made sense. <laughs> <laughs> they brought in some smoke machines, you know, it was mm-hmm. good. Um... But yeah, I, I just remember when that trailer like came off, like the crowd fucking popped yeah. off. Like, yeah, they really <laughs> went nuts. Yeah. Uh, so, when, when do you guys want to jump in? Fire Emblem. Really? Yeah, I mean, wow. Fire Emblem <laughs> is, if you've been listening to this podcast for any amount of time, you know Fire Emblem is my favorite video game series. Fire Emblem Three Houses for the Switch looks fucking hype. Um, it really does, man. I uh, I got real into that trailer. I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm ready to take the plunge here. Yeah, um, it looks really cool. Um, people are speculating that they got the character designer who worked on Persona 5 to do the character designs. Because mm. it's like definitely not uh, the artist who's been working on the past couple Fire Emblems and looks a whole lot like the Persona character portraits. So I'm into that. I'm into the whole, like, your units on the field represent a squadron of people versus just like you know 10 random guys with swords fighting an army (laughs) so this is like your perfect game oh yeah (laughs) yeah i'm excited to see it make the jump sean it looked like you were about to jump in before yeah well i was gonna say um for me it, it, it has to be that death stranding trailer uh no way when i saw that baby butt Come on to the screen! I just was blown away. You're, you're fucking with me. Get no, out of here. Uh, you can't be. Oh yeah. my god! This is not the same Sean. Like the pod people got you. <laughs> so, I think honestly, I, I mean it, it's got to be the announcement that that Smash has every single character in it. Yeah, uh, that's that's really really cool. There's a lot of characters in this game that we haven't seen. Uh, in some cases, since since Brawl, since Melee, um, seeing characters from, you know, uh, 10 years, 10, well, 15 years ago, 16 years ago, is incredible. Pichu's back, so um, I, I, th- I thought that was really awesome. The way they kind of threw that out there, everyone is here or whatever, like, so cool. My, my, I, and this is my pick, too, actually, um, so I'll, I'm just going to jump on there. Uh, I think my favorite part about it was, like, they're like, Snake is back. Everyone is back. And they're like, no, seriously, <laughs> everyone is back. And uh, the thing Even that got the Pichu. biggest... Well, yeah, but like, the thing that got the biggest pop out of me was when they showed uh, Young Link. Cause, and I literally screamed at the top of my lungs because I was just like, what? There's three Links? Like, why? How? This is amazing! <laughs> and I, I remember um, I, I was watching it with uh, 
friend of the show, Mike McMahon, and uh, I, I was I literally screamed so loud, and he was just like, "Dude, I know we're both getting excited, but we are gonna get me evicted. We need to take our hype levels down a bit here." Because <laughs> him and I were just like, it was like a like an a episode of an anime where people are just like, or like Speed Racer or something, where it's just cut to him screaming, me screaming, him screaming, me screaming. <laughs> Nice. It was uh that that was definitely the most excited I got like the entire weekend. You know, um, there's plenty of other other announcements I think that like I, I would say are like you know I'm probably objectively more excited for like I'm more excited to play Spider Man than the fact that like Young Link is coming back to Smash Brothers. But for whatever reason, that moment just got me to like jump out of my fucking seat. <laughs> Dude, I was cool. watching uh I was watching a feed like I was going through Smash uh, reactions throughout like all of YouTube after everything happened with Smash, and I saw um this one YouTuber Shofu. He's like a big Pokemon. Streamer. Oh yeah, I saw him react because his favorite character of all time in Smash is Wolf. And literally, when Wolf was shown off Dude, on the Wolf. screen, his he nearly blew up the entire room with his voice. He nearly blew up his microphone. <laughs> I thought his computer was about to fall off the screen. Like it was nuts. Like just how much passion every single character has in all of Smash history. And now you basically brought in, you're bringing in everybody, especially ones who are like, no, Melee is the best game in the world. Nope. Now you're gonna buy this one. Period. Maybe I'm excited for it. Yeah, that's uh, so what about Maybe, you, Tom? Right? <laughs> you better. <laughs> Tom, so, what about you? Yeah, so for me, like, I know it, it, some people have divided feelings about it, but, like, honestly, Fallout 76, just like, you know, Bethesda comes out and they just say, hey, it's coming out. Like, it's going to be here in November and there's a beta, and it's just like, I, I don't know, man. Todd Howard has a way of saying, like, uh, the one line. You know, I know you have concerns, and like we're gonna go through them point by point. I was just like, "Oh, Father Todd, I love you." You know, like, yeah, like it may not be for everyone, but like the way they handle it, I thought was great. And you know, just like the fact that it's coming out so fast, I think is great. Um, you really like games like that too. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, but like, even if even if it wasn't that style, it's just like I like the way they handled it too. You know, I think that's great. You know, that they know that they're playing with you know, uh, franchise that like people hold very dear and it's like it's not the same as before and so like come out a little bit easy you know they're just like we gotta we gotta address some things you know it's a new change i know <laughs> growing pains hurt but it's okay you know so it was good i had a great time like seeing that and uh likewise man like my number two was actually resident evil because uh i've been waiting for so fucking long yeah. for that game they to come back out so long ago. i know yeah, I and like that. I, I see that shit and i was like oh i don't know any idea what this what's going on and then as soon as i figured out resident evil 2 like it just it blew me away man i couldn't believe that i was finally gonna i didn't even care if it's a year off you know or even longer whatever uh i can't believe i'm finally gonna be able to get that game like up and like just good you know that yeah. janky ass control oh my god the crazy thing is it's not even a year off it's coming out in january like it's dropping oh, really? in january like they have it yeah. ready to go which exclusively is exclusively on the psvr i like it <laughs> Hey, Pete, don't sell it. That would kill all of the momentum right there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so let's uh, – if you guys want to let us know what your favorite announcement was, you know, hit us in all those places that I, uh, I mentioned earlier. Get us at thevideogamepals at gmail.com, and uh, we'll read them on the air next week. Um, so – all right, so let's let's move things along to the show proper. Um, I was thinking we'd start with the shortest of the conferences, which was Sony's. Right. What? Whoa! What? what? Smash Brothers got announced, and you want to talk about Sony? What's wrong with Sony, dude? You don't want to talk about Death Stranding? You said it was your no. biggest announcement yeah. in the show. Oh, you literally. <laughs> <laughs> 
right, all right. So we're going to start with Nintendo. Obviously, uh, the most exciting announcement, I think, to come out of E3 for most people was the announcement that, you know, we've got a brand new Smash Brothers. Nintendo focused on it a hell of a lot. So I, let's start there, right? And we can get into some of the other announcements that they, they peppered in uh, throughout the, the show. But, um, I mean, Smash Brothers Ultimate. That's that's the thing, and and it seems like it really is going to be the ultimate game, man. Um, we're getting, as we ever already mentioned, uh, every single character from Smash Brothers history is going to be in there. Uh, we we got the announcement of uh, some changes to cla- characters that already existed. Mario's going to get Cappy. Uh, Link looks like you know it's Link from Breath of the Wild, and his move set's been like really really reworked. He don't um, have a hook shot no more, which is crazy. Yeah, I know, right? That's um, like the iconic Link grab, right? Yeah. Right, yeah, absolutely. Does New Link um, become a grab-focused character because he can do it now? I mean, <laughs> maybe. And it's cool because you don't lose that because we still have Young Link to, to play like Old Link. So that's super exciting. Um, but then we also got the announcement of uh, Ridley, which is crazy. They finally did it. You know, the like, meme is over. They did it. Right? <laughs> and like, I love how like that. it's a thing that Sakurai said like way back in the day. He's like, never going to happen, dude. And he's like, all right, fuck it, fine. <laughs> Stop asking me for yeah. shit. That's that, that. If anything, we killed so many memes over E3 that we created a new one with Sakurai saying, don't ask me for anything ever again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, because video game people can't be satisfied. There's already everyone on Twitter slash Reddit whining about Waluigi. Uh, oh, yeah, Rip I forgot Waluigi. about that. Stop it. Like, literally, stop it. Like, give me... <laughs> if you're going to make Waluigi, give me a moveset. Don't say he's going to be a, a Luigi clone. Don't give me a Wario. Give me a reason Echo. why you're going to do it and make it make sense. Yeah, I understand you have everybody else except for him, but make it make sense. I mean, I don't know. Whatever. I think it makes sense that he's an assist trophy thing. I think that's really fun, like hilarious, and it's a nice, like, it fits him. I don't know. <laughs> I think it's really great that Waluigi exists as something you can only kill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Is, he I might agree. do some damage, but you can kill him back. That's all that matters. I wouldn't care if Waluigi wasn't in the game. Actually, I don't care at all. Uh, but like, I would, I would really, really not care if Daisy wasn't in. But if Daisy got in, I think Waluigi can get in. Like he. Oh, I think Daisy deserves it before Waluigi. No, Daisy's also easier, right? Yeah. Like, I, I think she should just be an Echo. Whereas, like, I would like to see Waluigi have his own move set if if they were gonna bring him in. But I, like, I get it. It's just like, I don't know. I, I I feel like I'm biased because Andy plays Peach as Daisy all the time. So I was like, oh, Daisy makes sense. She's got to be in the game, man. <laughs> I think I think Waluigi definitely should be in before Daisy, especially because I think that's she doesn't even have a unique move set. Well, I I think the thing that would be funny with Waluigi is like they could like play up the fact that he's never been in a game and doesn't have any unique moves and just have him do all Mario sports stuff. Could like be. you know, like his side A is just like tennis racket. Yeah, you know, charges is is a golf club yeah. like that kind of thing, and just have him be like the Mario spinoffs character. <laughs> his, <laughs> his final smash, he jumps in the yeah, cart. I was you know, just like, gonna say that too. <laughs> That'd be awesome. I think that would be that'd be totally good. Um, and then we also saw, uh, you know, the Squid Kids in action a little bit. Um, like we said, we got Daisy. Uh, they showed us, like, just so much content, right? Like, we just saw basically every single fighter's breakdown and everything. So, uh, we, we got, like, some, um, recap on some of the mechanic changes and everything like that. Seems like they're kind of making it a little more, like, akin to Brawl. Or not Brawl, uh, Melee. 
um, where they're bringing in like you know some some of the things that I feel like a lot of that competitive community has been asking for for a long time. Mm. Um, so anyway, uh, that's that's enough recapping. Sean, mm. give me your takes. Switch. What? Give me your takes. What? What? Why right. are you? Why are you fucking with us, bro? So, Buy a switch. I think it's it's funny because I feel like the last time Ed was here, we were talking about New Smash, and yeah. and I said that I was worried that the New Smash Brothers game was gonna be Smash Four Five. Right, I remember that, and I was right. This is Smash Four Point Five. How is it, this Smash Four Point Five? It one hundred percent is. How is it that I literally said they're gonna they're gonna put every character in, uh, and it's going to be slightly updated, but it's not going to be an actual overhauled game, and it's not. I was completely. The mechanics right. are new. No, there are slight tweaks on stuff that already exists. There's nothing actually new and fresh in the game. That's like every Smash. No, it's not. All right. Well, uh, Smash 4 has new mechanics that don't exist in the other games. And, and So does this. Sorry? So does this. Like? The one they, they talked about that segment about how the, like all the changes that they're making to the way that like air dodges work and like how like um, there's the fatigue mechanic that they introduced with like with uh, the dash the dodge dodging. mechanic. Yeah, yeah so, consecutive yeah, that, dodge that's, rolls that's, and stuff like that. That's a bad mechanic. Like Brawl had the tripping this is that version. This is tripping. Oh, I strongly disagree. Yeah, I don't you don't play competitive Smash. This is this is something that slows the game Learn down. Learn how to use your whole defensive moveset. Perfect shield by letting go. Play me, and I'll show you how I know how. Uh, so, <laughs> Buy a Switch. Play me in Smash Ultimate. Let's go. <laughs> so, um, so this game actually limits your, your ability to keep the game moving quick, which is what makes Smash fun to watch. Uh, Smash is supposed to be a fast-paced game. Um, that's why people love Melee so much. They slowed it down dramatically in Brawl. Brawl was the least fun of the Smash games to watch. And I love Brawl. I'm a, I'm a big Brawl fan. Yeah. But it's definitely, objectively, the worst Smash game because of the limitations that they placed on it. And this game has some of those. And that's very frustrating. I don't understand why there have to be um, limits on your ability to move quickly. Um, so that's a problem for me. I don't... I, I love the fact that they added Cappy. I think that's really cool. I like the updates to Link and, you know, different things like that. I'm so happy the Ice Climbers are back. But it really feels like they took uh, Smash 4 for Wii U and Smash 4 for 3DS, put them together, added the missing characters from across the history of Smash, and said, hey, here's Smash Ultimate. Um, and that's not what I wanted. I wanted a new game. Dude, I just, like, don't agree. Like, it, yeah, I, like, but I didn't I, say anything that was wrong. You can't not agree with fact. Everything I said was true. I just, like, I feel like you're being selective about what counts as making it a new game, though. Like, you just yeah. described mechanics that are new, and you don't like them, and they're changing the flow of the game. How is that not new? How is that not the next step? Because you're, 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 so you're equating, right, like, Okay, so they slowed the game down by adding in a fatigue mechanic. That's not that's not anything special. That's just making it so that you move slower sometimes. That's not But they're also they're changing the way that dodging and works like they're changing the rhythm and the flow of the game. Like that is new mechanics. Yeah. Like that it's is like, new 
Also, I want to push back on your comparing the fatigue to Brawl's tripping. Um, this is like, it gives you less invincibility frames if you do spot dodges a bunch of times in quick succession, not you randomly fall sometimes and can't play around that. That is true. So, also, I, I don't, I don't, I don't agree. I don't think that that's. I don't think that's any different. One, well, one, uh, Why? It's like it's because, it's calculated. I'm sorry. So ahead. one of the things they did say, I, I was looking this up while we were talking about it. Um, one of the localization directors said this is built from the ground up specifically for you, for the Nintendo Switch. So you kind of figure that one of the things you have to consider if you're if it's a port of an existing game. One of the things that you also have to consider is that. You have almost, I forget how many characters there were in the Nintendo uh, uh, Wii U and 3DS version. I forget how many were combined. I forget it was like 40 or so. But you also have to consider there are about 20-ish characters that you still have to create brand new from the ground up for the Switch port. You still have to create from the ground up Mario's new mechanics, Link's new mechanics. Those still have to be created brand new. You have to create from brand new the the air dodge mechanic, the dashing mechanic where you can't, you know, dodge. There's also the fact that fighters take damage uh, more in 1v1, which is usually the standard Smash format. So taking damage quicker is still going to accelerate the game as well. So you still have, it's a little bit of balance where you still have to play a little more, possibly a balance between offensive and defensive because of the higher damage output and the different mechanics that you do. Wave dashing is also included with that. The perfect shielding is back. There's a lot of factors that are going into it where the those who play competitively have a new game to get adjusted to and just the fact that there are new mechanics that in itself competitively for um in that regard it's a new game as well i think wave dashing is something that uh most people believe doesn't exist but it does it's just not it's not in in smash wii u it's not quite the same as it was in melee but it's it's there um and it's cool that it's back in its full form from melee i guess um but again not a new mechanic uh i i don't i don't i don't you guys are seeing something that i'm not seeing you guys are seeing flashy and brand new i'm seeing uh wii u wii u smash and 3ds smash mash together that's that's what i'm seeing and that's not what i wanted i wanted uh new characters i wanted and again smash is about that you know it it really is smash is about new characters uh more than any other fighting game it's about that mashup of bringing all these different characters from all these different universes together and they're doing that obviously by reiterating on what's been done uh, and it's cool that, you know, we're going to see characters we haven't seen in many iterations, but those aren't new characters. We are getting a new character still, though. They've already confirmed as much. Like, I mean, we obviously, like, we already saw, like, the Splatoon kid or whatever, um, which or the Inkling, I think is yeah. what they're called in this. But um, uh, there's also, they they said, like, in the, at the Treehouse that there's going to be, like, several new characters and maps, like, over the course of, you know, this game's life. DLC. Well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I'm sure that there are also more that we haven't seen yet that are on the disc. Yeah, they they definitely implied they're going to be bringing in a few more new characters between now and launch, but also said, like, we put most of our work into bringing back everybody so there won't be a ton. Yeah, and then there'll, there'll be, a, like, a long-term DLC plan with new stuff and new maps and all that crap, which is par for the course at this right. point. Well, oh yeah, on the outset, uh, am I excited? Yeah, it's it's a game called Super Smash Brothers. But it still uh, feels like it, it, it doesn't 
I don't have that feeling of it's it's brand new. I, I just don't. I don't know, man. I think I think you're just impossible to please. <laughs> uh, no, actually, I was really happy with Smash Four. I really, really enjoyed that game. I think it's a great game, and this may very well play great. Um, you're asking me what I think about it on the outset, and I'm telling you. And I don't think it's fair to say that I'm impossible. Oh, I'm just busting your chops, <laughs> as always. <laughs> um, okay, so any other any other thoughts on this before we move on? I'm excited. I'm ready. I mean, Nintendo's the uh, GameCube support is of course huge. Although the the one question I still have about GameCube support, I know like the Switch has the two USB ports on the side for the GameCube adapter, and we know right. eight player Smash is returning, so we know that's also a mechanic. Do you know if they're gonna find a way to implement eight player GameCube controller Smash, or you think that's impossible? Yeah, I think that's probably gonna be impossible. So they said they're putting out a new GameCube adapter. Uh, they're re which, they're re-releasing like, the GameCube adapter, but it is still going to oh, be the I same one. I thought they were one. making a new. I one. think it's the same one. Uh, yeah, it, I, it's right. It's the same one with a new logo. Yeah, it just All has right. a Nintendo Switch on it instead of the Wii U. The Wii U ones still work, but yeah, um, unless they make one that's only a single USB, yeah. I think it's, it's going to have to be four on GameCube, four on whatever else. Yeah, you could get a USB splitter. Yeah, that's actually true. You could probably realistically do that. It's possible. We'll see. Um, oh. Yeah, Thompson, what do oh. you, you you haven't said a damn word about this whole game. <laughs> like, I what mean, like, there's a lot going on, man. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a lot, you know? Like, uh, I really missed out on 4 a lot. You know, I play, I probably played uh, like five hours of that shit altogether. So, um, you know, I missed Snake and stuff like that. Um, but not really because I didn't play the game so much. So this is cool for me. You know, like, everyone's in it, and I missed the last generation, pretty much. So, like, I'm fine with it. I also was looking for it on the Switch. Even if it was just the port, I was probably going to get it. This is great that they even have Ridley. You know, like, I uh, I didn't get to play with Bayonetta or Cloud or anything, it's really, more than once. I think I played them each, and I got crushed because I was trying to learn how to play. So, <laughs> um, you know, I mean, it just, it just looks, like, really good for me, at least. And for someone who didn't have, like, a Wii U... Um, this is everything I wanted from it and more. And it's not just the Wii U ported over, but it's got everyone from my, my favorite one, which was Melee, you know, back in the day. Like, mm-hmm. I probably sank 10 years into that game. So, yeah. um, you know, and it, it looked it just looked cool to me, you know. Like, I'm just happy that I'm going to be able to get it in the way it is. Um, I really I really did want a couple other characters, but then, you know, like, uh, I know they're going to come out as DLC and, like, I probably won't get them because I'm just going to, like, you know, buy a game and play it by my like online or whatever um there's, there's so many here you know like I, I have to learn all the wii u ones you know i've never like done them so and me too is yeah. back i just forgot yeah uh i love that little guy <laughs> so <laughs> um yeah it's got all my it's got all my favorite ones in here that i either didn't get to try or like i lost out on so ah man I'm really excited for it, actually. <laughs> I got so scared. One of the yeah. things I want to mention, I got so scared when I saw the trailer. Not scared in a bad way, but literally, they went into detail. I mean, every character got at least like 10 to 15 seconds, maybe even longer, yeah. going into yeah. detail about how they're different. And I was just like, wow, they're really like doing everything to make sure that, like, listen, you pick a character, doesn't matter who it is, you can play as that character. And what got me concerned, especially when it got to the end of the trailer after the really announcement, I was just like, wait. Like all this detail and everything they're doing, is it dropping today? Like I thought, some of the people I saw were like, <laughs> yeah, oh, right? "Is it gonna drop the same day?" And then it was like available, and I was like, "Oh shit, they're gonna do a Fortnite. It's gonna drop now." And then December, and I was like, 
Oh. That would have killed me. <laughs> I got so yeah, worried. Yeah, a little, little bit of breathing room. Yeah, exactly. I would have fucking dropped dead. Yeah, like, one of the 15-second, <laughs> 10-second little blurbs about the characters are great. Like, like Shulk, you know, they're just like, oh, you can you can select quick what power you want to add mm-hmm. on him instead of just hitting, like, you know, the button, you know, in a cycle. And I was like, that's all he needed, yeah. you know? Like, <laughs> exactly. They're like, two yeah, times I, I played him, I was like, he's I love him, he's fun, but, like, that, that's annoying as shit, trying to always remember, you know? Um, that's perfect. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I feel like um, I, I feel like that was the big thing that stood out to me was that it feels like they've made a lot of like quality of life changes, yep. you know, like just little things like um, like what, even like something as simple as like they brought back Pokemon Trainer, right? And it's like they don't uh, force you to switch now. Mm-hmm. You know, like the fatigue of them for just being out isn't a thing anymore. It's like okay, good. Yeah, like exactly. Maybe they'll actually be like somewhat viable now. The question is, and I, I still haven't seen if this has come out, is do they switch you when you die? Um, because if that's the case, then I it's haven't checked that. No I, I know there is gameplay. Like I know one of the the Smash Invitational, somebody was playing as Pokemon Trainer, but I did not see if the character dies, they switch out. That might be something I can look up real quick and find out. That'd be great. I know there was a. Um, I saw a talk of that the switching's really fast. Oh yeah, to the point where like. Somebody was Charizard and used the switch to Squirtle to dodge a move. Oh, that's yeah, cool. it was oh, really, shit. really cool. It was really, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did see that, like, literally. Um, it was actually, they showed how fast it was in the actual uh, Nintendo Direct. It was, like, snap. Like, it, t- it was like they cut out half of the frames, I think, during the switch. Cool. Well, hopefully that's not too much then, because I would love to see that actually, like, you know. I'd love to see those characters be more viable, because I, I think they've always been really fun to play, but... That whole mechanic was always just frustrating when you just only liked or were good with one of them. You know, it's like Ivysaur plays nothing like Charizard. Right. So it's like I'm sure you played Squirtle all day, and I just wanted to play Ivysaur all day. So like, I yeah. didn't want to play the other two. I don't was, really understand why they're not just three separate characters, but especially when they're like acting like they are. Mm-hmm. Like in on, yeah. on the Smash.com, they list them as like, uh, you know, like if you go to. The, yeah. Well, they're not individuals. It's Pokemon Trainer, but Pokemon Trainer is three numbers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because each so Pokemon it's like, a different number. Okay. Yeah, which is like fine. Yeah. Just make them their own slots. You know? Also, like, confirmation. Um, your car- you do switch out on uh, Knockout. Okay. That sucks. Um, which it, I mean, it's, yeah. I think you still have to carry over that mechanic, though. Uh, I mean, I, I guess I, I wish I wish it wasn't the case because I definitely I think that's probably the most frustrating thing about that character. That's Pokemon, um, like it's it's supposed to. Yeah, yeah, that. that's true. Yeah, yeah, that's that's fair. Um, yeah, I don't know. I like I, I think for me, like I'm just I'm really excited about this game, man. Like I think this is uh, pretty much the best of both worlds for me. Like I I remember when we originally talked about Smash, um, maybe even the last time Ed was on the mm-hmm. show. And I was saying, like, I was pro the idea of a port because I really liked Smash 4 and I wanted to see all those characters come back. And I was afraid that we were going to lose some of those licenses or whatever. Um, So the fact that, you know, it's like uh, we're bringing every single thing back from across the whole history, giving it a new fresh coat of paint, adding some new stuff and then fixing, you know, a lot of quality life things, and, like, even just, like, little shit, like, showing the percentages on damage, which is something that's, like, always existed, but just, you know, only pro Smash players were, like, well, I know if it's, like, at .6, this'll get the this'll get the KO, and this won't. Now it's just, like, 
you know, maybe that's a thing that will become more accessible for people who are, you know, more casual players to understand, like, oh, like, you can have a little bit more control over the game that way, and you can, like, learn, you know, the mechanics in a deeper way. And, like, that's that's always a good exactly. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm definitely excited about it. I hope that more comes out in the weeks, months until it comes out that, uh, convinces Sean to get a switch. Otherwise <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to have to do something here. I, I, I'm just going to have to buy him one myself. Just, just put up, a, I was, a just put up a sponsored, uh, Kickstarter. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> oh nah. dude, if that shit works, we'll get a ton of them. Yeah, no, right. I, I mean, I'm definitely going to, I'm definitely going to get a switch. I'm definitely going to get a switch. I'm definitely gonna. You get heard this it game. here. Never forget it. Uh, is that confirmation that now? That is confirmation now. All there right, we, go. we got it. <laughs> Half Life Three confirmed. <laughs> Somebody write down episode sixty so that when Sean's like, I never said that. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's at the end of the day, it's Smash. It's not what I wanted, but it's. I'm sure it's gonna be enjoyable, and that's ultimately what matters. So I'm, you know, it's it's gonna be great. And when I was watching it, I was definitely excited. Uh, I think I was, like I said earlier, the most exciting moment that I had was uh, when I saw that everybody was back. So, you know, it's smash at the end of the day. Dude, and just like, the f- I don't know. Like, I know like everyone's coming back, but the fact that we're getting like fucking Pichu and, and it's just like, why? Like, why did they even go through the trouble of bringing him back? Like, so they can say it, everybody's yeah, back. Yeah, exactly. Although also... Everybody but Pichu is back. Also, would have been great. <laughs> <laughs> Some serious hate. Is... No, just like everybody's back except we know nobody plays Pichu, so we made Waluigi instead. He's just objectively the most trash character in the game, right? Wow, that's like, a yeah. lot of hate. See, you no, just keep like, talking shit. Like he, you don't he, give him he one. hurts himself when he attacks. <laughs> I know he's Who crap. I'm just trying idea. to stand up for the little guy. Come on. He hasn't <laughs> I mean, Sean was excited, so I mean... I But you don't play Pichu, though, right? Huh? Do you play Pichu? Um, man, I, I mean, I haven't played Melee in so long. Uh... <laughs> uh yeah, like, uh, you play everybody, right? Like, it's it's Pichu super fun. Because he, he hurts himself, but he hits really, really hard. So, it's kind of one of those... See? Feaster it's like magic. You gotta you gotta cut deep, you know. <laughs> I was gonna say I, that's the character I can see Sean breaking out when he plays against his fucking casual friends. It's like I don't want to whoop on him too hard, so I gotta put on the put on the kid gloves. Yeah. You know, he's fun. <laughs> uh, so moving right along, um, I think probably the the biggest announcement outside of this for my money was uh, the announcement of Super Mario Party. Um, which looks really cool, man. That was going to be my I mean, second thing right there. Like, just the fact that, like, yeah. a traditional Mario Party is back since, like, Mario Party yeah. 8 on the Wii. Mm-mm. Not a f- mm. And then Mario Party, the Wii U one with the car and everything was like, I don't, I'm not about Not this my shit. Mario Party. Everybody moves at the same time. It's like, uh, that's, I, but it's supposed to be like a board game where we have turns. No? no? Okay. <laughs> yeah. So... <laughs> Yeah, th- this game looks great. It looks like a traditional Mario Party, and uh, and then they showed that thing where they put the two switches like next to each other to like affect the map and everything. And I was like, oh my god! Yeah, that's Nintendo's rad. Game. Yeah, it looks really good. wild shit here, man. That was I mean, cool. It just it just looks like a great party game, and you it's know, gonna like, have ranked online multiplayer. 
Like, let's fucking go, boys. Wait, it's really got right? that? I want to see the yeah. video game wow. pals, number one ranked Mar- <laughs> Super Mario Party you, players you have to just, in the world. You know, sell your souls in Nintendo, which P has already done. You know, the game's all about chance, so... With my luck, 10. Why do you think I win Mario Party like eight times out of ten? I bought a Wii U, Thompson. I bought a Wii U. I know you did, and I'm, I feel bad for you, but it's okay. <laughs> so the the question is, though, if I play with Ed, you had a Wii U, right? Yeah, I, I had a Wii U. So if I play with Sean and Ed, do I still win, though? Because <laughs> they've also earned the Nintendo gods. Favor. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Ba- basically. It's like we'll if see. You- you have every generation of like the DSs and everything else too. I mean, I I believe in you for the Nintendo spirit very much. So I got the tattoo as well. I had to prove my loyalty. Well, that, I mean, you to put the it gods. in blood. That's that's different. <laughs> See, yeah, he's gone, man. He's too far gone. <laughs> I've I've sold my soul to Shigeru Miyamoto long ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> You're haunted by the face of Reggie every time you, you sleep. Yeah, I know. <laughs> haunted? He no, nah, he's like an angel, bro. <laughs> when I whenever I'm in like. In times of trouble, I just like light an incense, and like the spirit of uh, Awada comes to me like a oh Jedi ghost and <laughs> guides me back to the light. <laughs> looks at all your troubles, says, "Please understand." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, I, uh, I there's not too much else to say about this. It's a traditional Mario Party. It looks like there's the cool Switch stuff, but you can also play it docked on the TV mode standard. And uh, it's coming out on October 5th. So, fuck yes. Yeah. Like, I'm so ready for this, guys. I'm picking this shit up, like, day one. Let's fucking go. Like, Mario Party is the jam, and I am so ready to ruin as many friendships as possible. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Also, I definitely. Go ahead. Oh no, go ahead, Sean. I was just gonna say I definitely was very excited about this. Um, I I didn't watch the um, Nintendo announcements live, so I mm-hmm. I obviously saw Smash first because that's what I was most interested in, and then I saw Mario Party, and it was like, oh, I'm gonna get a, a Switch, and I'm gonna have Smash, and then I'm also gonna have a real Mario Party game, like. This is awesome. I haven't had a new Mario Party since, like, Mario Party 3 on the 64. Which was, like, the last good one. That was the last one for me. Yeah. Yeah. So this is That's certainly the last one I enjoyed. (laughs) This is really, really cool. Yeah, and then, I mean... Well, and then, like, you get the trifecta, too, because, like, Mario Kart 8 is, like, the best Mario Kart. Right. So it's like, man. (laughs) It's just... Oh, love it. Love that switch. And then we go I like how we're going from these first party games. We talk about Smash, we have Mario Kart, we got Mario Party coming out soon. And then when we played on stream after after it, you came over and then we played Fortnite on Switch. And talk about a kind of like a, a different way to turn. Cause okay, don't get me wrong. Having a game on the scale of like a Fortnite battle royale on the Switch is impressive in itself. But I think one of the things we noticed when we played it after, like literally they announced it and it dropped like a half hour later, which cool. That's awesome. But it's hard to compare what we played on the Switch to what we normally play on like our PCs or on our consoles. And I know we noticed that when we sure. played it on our stream. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's definitely like, you know, kind of a like, you know, I don't want to say like watered down version, but it's like, you know, it's 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 on the Switch. The Switch isn't as powerful as those machines, so like there's going to be a difference. But uh, I got to say, it's funny, man. Like I never really played Fortnite. Like I had gotten it on PC or whatever and, and fucked around with it maybe once. But um, 
un- until uh, we got um, the Switch version, like, I've actually been playing it now. You know, like, Andy and I just played, like, what, last night for a couple yeah. hours? And, yeah, it was fun. Uh, yeah, and it's like, I don't know. It's, uh, I feel like it's a good, it's at home on it. And the fact that they did the Phantom Drop and we were able to go right from, oh, we just watched the Nintendo conference and we're hyped to, hey, we're live on Twitch streaming Fortnite on the Nintendo Switch was dope. <laughs> like, that was cool, you know? That was nice. It was legit. Also, And then I also like how, like, it went from this good news of that to now Sony looks bad because of the whole Epic Games account situation, which is horrible. Yeah. And for those, yeah, and for those that don't know, um, you can use your Epic Games account on multiple systems if you have any kind of loot that you already got in, your battle pass, your achievements. Um, they all transfer over between different accounts, PC, Xbox, um, Nintendo Switch. However, and then mobile. but if you created your account on the PlayStation, which I did, you can't you have to create a new account on your Nintendo console. And Sony was pressed about it, and they said, well, you can just enjoy it on PlayStation 4. And I was like, wow, dick move. It's like that is so not a legitimate response to that complaint. Um, And it's just like I – and like not to defend Sony uh, when it comes to like not doing crossplay, but like I get it. Like, they don't need to do cross-play. Like, their audience between them and PC is big enough to, like, have a healthy player base. And I understand, like, not wanting to help your competition, right? But, like, this is just fucking your consumer. Like, this isn't like a, we don't want to help Microsoft. This is a, we don't give a shit that we've inconvenienced Mm -hmm. you. And, like, that's just lame. Like, it's it's really, really, really uncool of them to do that. And I I hope that they uh, get that fixed. Because that's, that's something they could easily you know, respond to this backlash and just be like, okay, maybe we were being unreasonable. Um, you know, but yeah, this is could, like, co- but then this they, is cocky PS3 Sony, like at the beginning yeah, of the yeah. life cycle. Exactly. They gave us that weak ass Nintendo circa 2008. We have to look out for the kids who play on our system. Right. Like it's the most nah. horrendous shit I've ever heard playing online video games has come from children. Yeah. I know yeah, right. absolutely. <laughs> Um, well, it's just bullshit. Also, like, it's not like PS4 doesn't, you know, expose kids to shitty gamers. Everybody has a PS4. Right. Yeah. Like, the, your platform is so big that you can ignore that stuff because of that. You know, it's, right. it's yeah. huge enough that, like, there's no way to limit that kind of interaction on online games other than turning off voice chat, which parents can do. Like, it, so. was, it was dumb when Nintendo said it ten years ago, but at least, like... I don't know. It felt sincere when Nintendo said it ten years ago. It was also ten years ago. Yeah. Like now, it's like everyone else is doing this. It's becoming the standard, and Sony's holding out because they can. But that's not a good look. And this specific example isn't even the same thing. Like it's not limiting. Well, we don't want to interact with Xbox. Fine, whatever. But to to tell you that, like, well, we know you spent money on our platform, and you know, but. Fuck you, basically. It's like, come on, man. Like, you're like you're better than this, or you should be. Um, and you know, I, I, I'm not, I'm not happy about that one. Um, but uh, another game that they they also did a uh, a drop of that day was Hollow Knight, which is like uh, a real stylish Metroidvania game I've been looking forward to forever. So I'm I'm excited to pick that one up uh, as we well. Do pass play because I wanted to play it forever too. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it, dude. I'm definitely down to commit to that when we when we need something to get a break from Vampire. Um, go check that out over on, uh, the comic, youtube.com slash the comics pals. Um, but yeah, so just to move things off of, uh, 
off of Nintendo here. The last, like, two major announcements were just um, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 is getting DLC. None of us has played that, so whatever. And then Fire Emblem... Fire Come on, Emblem. Andy. I know I know you already talked about it as your 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 thing of the show here, but um I, I just wanted to kind of chime in as well. Uh I'm really excited for this because I've never played a Fire Emblem before, and like, you know, this one looks really good. It's coming out on a, a system I'm actively like, you know, engaged with, and uh yeah, I'm I'm fucking ready to go here, man. Like I wanna get I want it to get its hooks in me. And um I, I did also want to just point out, I think it's interesting, this is actually the first Nintendo game that's been delayed on Switch. Hmm, wow. Really? Yeah. I guess because they announced it was delayed before they announced Yoshi was delayed. Oh, yes. yeah, that's true, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because Yoshi got delayed to 2019 as well. But, yeah, this one, when they dropped the thing, I was like, oh, you guys told us that was 2018 last year. <laughs> I'm, I'll am i gladly wait five months yeah, for... no big deal. Yeah. It looks <laughs> hype. I'm really into it. Also, um, I do want to touch before we move on to uh, on uh, Demon X Machina. Oh, oh man, yeah, I forgot yeah. about that. Jeez, me too. That was such a weird uh, way to open that conference. It was a cold man. open. I forgot yeah. how much I liked that. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, I saw like that. A... I was like, Thompson is erect right now. <laughs> oh no, yeah. I actually like. I can't believe I forgot about this thing. Like, because there's you know, E3 is just gigantic this year. But Jesus Christ, that was so fucking edgy and cool. I loved it. <laughs> it's so perfect for me. Uh, I just, I just thought it was weird because like, oh, it's weird. It felt like. It felt like something that could have used more explaining. Because, oh, like, they yes, showed yeah. it, and then it was just, like, a logo, and then they showed a ton of it at the treehouse over the yeah, week. So yeah. it's, like, it looks good now that I've actually seen it. <laughs> yeah. It it definitely needs more explaining, but, I mean, it's that kind of game that you feel like, you know, I remember, like, buying or even renting PS2 games back in the day, and I'd look at the title, and it'd say something Demon X Mach, and I'd look at a friggin' robot and be like, I don't know what this is, but whatever. You know, and, like, that's what this... <laughs> but I'm in! Right, and, like, that's, that's what this reminds me of. It reminds me of one of those just games. It's, like you want some fucking demons and robots and shit and like we don't have to tell you why and it's like I, please I'm, I'm gonna get it now so i don't even uh i don't even care i don't know what it's about i'll figure it out it doesn't have a story i'm pretty even sure so who cares <laughs> you want some fucking intense cell shading with red skies <laughs> i do oh, sure yeah do. i do i think my one complaint with that game is that it's not called custom robo mm. oh stop stop custom oh, robo's God. dead if it's that, never coming if back that was a custom robo game that would be insane Hashtag bring back the Robo. Let's yeah. do it, man. You just want to play Battletech. It's basically custom Robo, but better. So, you know, just saying. I don't know. Did Battletech have a story where you're like an anime child who basically goes on the Pokemon trainer journey I mean, but with a robot <laughs> instead of a team of Pokemon? Oh, you forget those fucking <laughs> alien parts at the end, too? They were the best. Holy shit, man. Oh, oh yeah. Tell me you wouldn't do nerd. that. Uh, all right, so then we'll just do a quick uh, announcements, kind of wrap up. This is just you know like good stuff, but not anything that like I feel like we really need to talk about. Um, the uh, Octoling Amiibo got announced for that Splatoon Two expansion. Y'all know I'm an Amiibo. Those look hot. Definitely picking them up, um, and I'm excited to get back into Splatoon Two. Uh, we got a little bit more news about Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. They showed the same trailer again, which I thought was a choice, um, <laughs> but. They announced that the uh, Pokeball Plus accessory, which is fifty dollars, uh, is going to. No, no, big old no. Um, and they made it even more uh, upsetting for me because that's the way that you unlock Mew in the game. So if you buy this fifty dollars accessory, you get a free legendary. Wow. Thanks, Nintendo. <laughs> that's Never change Nintendo, right? Do you want to spend fifty bucks for a Mew because apparently you can't work hard to get a thing in a game mobile generation? Yeah, I'm throwing shade at you. It's okay. <laughs> um, 
here's here's another really cool announcement that I feel like was a sleeper thing. Uh, Killer Queen Black. So Killer Queen is like a legendary modern arcade game. It's one of the only like arcade games that's come out in recent years that is of any relevance. And uh, if you've ever been at like a PAX or like MAGFest or if you've even been to like a modern arcade in like, you know, one of the one of the major metropolitan areas, uh, you'll see Killer Queen at any arcade worth a damn. And there's always 50 fucking people around it because this game is just hot. Nice. Um, I've played it a couple times. I played it for like two hours at MAGFest last year because I sat down and started playing it with my buddy Joey and we were just like holy shit like we got and like it was at this it was like like three in the morning so there's only like 10 people around the cabinet so it was just like we were able to just keep like being like we were only like off for a round at a time and uh, this game is incredible so the fact that it's finally getting a console port is hype as hell uh they changed it a little bit it used to be 5v5 now it's gonna be 4v4 but otherwise it looks like it's pretty much the same game so this is one to definitely be excited for and it's not a thing i've seen a lot of people talking about so i i uh i really highly highly implore you go check out killer queen keep your eye open for killer queen black i have to check that out it looks tight um Oh, they also snuck into Dragon Ball Fighters on Switch. Yeah, which casual is really cool. Like, too. like super casual. Yeah, it was just in the sizzle reel. It's like, yeah, whatever. Yep. They did Fine. that with fucking Overcooked too, as well. Yep. Which is like, um, they did say that Overcooked two has the one thing Overcooked needs to be perfect: online is... multiplayer. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, baby. Oh yeah. Um, I am all about that, man. Yeah. Uh, that the the first Overcooked is like. I would say hands down the best couch co-op multiplayer game that's been made in like, I don't even know, since the N64 era. Like that game is tight as sh... And I I stand by that. I don't think that's a hyperbolic statement at all. Overcooked is classic. So like the fact that they're bringing it in with like more levels that seem more involved, more punishing. They added a throw mechanic instead of making you run and drop stuff. Nice. I'm just like, yo, I'm here for this. Like, <laughs> I'll I'll play the shit out of Overcooked too. Yeah, I still play the shit out of Overcooked one. Yeah, and you yell um, at me, and it's great. Um, yeah. So like, does it have house play? Go check it out. Does it have voice chat for like yelling over the thing at your friends on online multiplayer? Because oh, like it it might. Um, Nintendo that announced also that. Uh, with Fortnite having just integrated voice chat in the game, that's an option for any developer who wants it now. Mm. When you're developing, thank your God, game, you can put voice chat in it. On the well, I imagine people in Overcooked are be a little bit sassy, so that'd be great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, also, there's an Octopath Traveler demo out that's excellent. It's out right now, and your and your save uh, will cut, carry over as well. So that's pretty yeah. cool. It's it's real good. I um I've already hit the three hour time limit it puts on you, but oh they put a time limit that's funny. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's just the beginning of the game. You can pick any one of the eight to start with. Oh, that's wow. exciting! Nice. And it just like it who did you, you pick? Who did you pick? Um, I started with the thief. Oh, okay, cool. Nice. And then by the end of my time, I had the dancer and the um like not an alchemist, but apothecary. That's the guy. Nice. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Um, if you're into JRPGs, I would strongly recommend checking it out. I have to, I have to awesome. do that. Yeah, I, I downloaded it. I'm looking forward to giving it a shot. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I think that wraps it up for Nintendo for the most part. There's a few other, like, this stuff in the sizzle reel, but I think we've hit all the major things worth talking about. Um, so, yeah, I, I think overall thoughts on this one, um, I thought this was a really strong showing. I think it was in the running for the best show of E3, honestly. I think pacing-wise, it was really good. It got the most pops out of me personally as a gamer. 
Um, you know, they had a few surprises, you know, mostly just stuff we already knew was coming. But, I mean, you got Smash, man. We got Smash for, like, 20 minutes. And, like, it was probably a little too much Smash, honestly. They probably could have cut some of the stuff that they showed us. But, like... I like Smash, and I like hearing about the nerdy shit that they did where they're like, oh, the two different Bayonetta skins have different gun sound effects. It's like, I, I like hearing that shit. So for me, this was a damn near a perfect conference. I think if they had had a trailer for Metroid Prime 4 or um, you know even just one other big pop aside from what they gave us, I think it would easily be the best. Definitely show. top three for me, like for sure. Like it was very – it was well-paced. You kind of, I mean, I would say you kind of would have expected that they were going to do Smash Heavy for the most part just because of, like, what the expectations were after they kind of, like, casually dropped it and that, uh, what was it, January Direct, I think it was, um, when we uh, yeah. when we, they first announced it, that Smash was coming into the game. Um, but, yeah, I think everything else, like, literally, it was a great show. They paced out the games. They gave you stuff to kind of hold you over right after the show. The Fortnite drop, the Hollow Knight drop. The Splatoon 2 Octo expansion dropped 24 hours later. So you kind of, you had everything you needed after the show. That was early too, because I think they had said that it was going to be coming later, right? Like that was a surprise that the Splatoon thing had come out so early. That's what I thought too. I thought it was going to be later in the summer from what I remember. Yeah. Um, But then they just said, nope, it's already ready to go. And then you had the characters ready and then you'll have the Amiibo later on. Yep. Yep. Um... I I think Nintendo was good. It was probably my second uh, best show of E3. But I do think they could have spent more time showing us other games and less time talking about, like, in-depth Smash stuff that could have been saved for the Treehouse. I think that's fair. Yeah, I think uh, it goes... This... this um... This goes as far as your enjoyment of Smash goes. If you really like it, then you probably like this. And if you don't care about Smash at all, it sucked for you. Uh, and there's, you know, as many people as there are that love Smash, I'm sure there's quite a few who don't care at all. And, you know, for them, this probably wasn't that awesome. What about for you? Oh, I loved it. But I love Smash, so. <laughs> <laughs> Slight bias, but it's okay. I don't know. What about you, Thompson? Uh, for like a show, I think it was probably the second best one I saw. But for like stuff that I'm gonna get, probably like you know top three, maybe like three or even like four. Not so sure. Um, you know, like I like I said, man, I haven't played the Smash, uh, you know, on Wii U yet. So like that was cool. Um, I like hearing the technical shit, like about Bayonetta's guns and all that. Like, but I know it doesn't need to be there for for everyone. So like, um. Yeah, it was like a number two show. I, I, I thought they did a great job. You know, I've always enjoyed Nintendo shows because they just come out and they always got something cool. And even if it's nothing like stellar, they just they always put together a pretty good show. You know, it's never too much, I think. And it could always be better, but it's never like bad. You know, I don't think they can do a bad yeah. show. So always like their shows, man. Well, and I think the thing I like about them, too, is like paced out wise, like they're always like shorter than everyone else's yeah, and they always sure. they always make me feel like I could have done with 15 more minutes which is way better than making me feel like you could have cut 15 minutes oh yeah or, or <laughs> yeah, exactly or oh yeah you can cut out like half hour sometimes you know uh, so. or in the case of Square Enix a whole conference yeah like what is that <laughs> All right, so uh, let's let's move right along. We'll jump into um, Microsoft next, I think, mm-hmm. right? Works yeah, for me. We'll I'm in. Close it out with Sony. Yeah, we'll you know just put the best conference right in the middle. 
Huh. Oh. <laughs> bold claims. Yeah, bold very, claims, very Andy, bold rather. There, Andy. <laughs> okay. So, I think Microsoft had hands down the best show at E3 this year. Yeah, because uh, you're out of your mind. <laughs> no, <laughs> what? Because they Continue. can put together a competent presentation, unlike some people. <laughs> I gotta... I gotta agree with that, man. Yeah, they, um, did, they did a great job. I'm not saying they didn't. I just like to bust your balls. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't um, say it was the best. I, I I think that Microsoft had the best presentation, probably. Like, just as a conference, I, you know? I think the thing that's gonna, you know, the criticism of, like, oh, wow, Microsoft showed off all these games you're gonna play on your PS4 is valid. It is. But, like... They showed up so many games and like yeah. a ton of a bunch of cool exclusives. I won't say a ton, but like I'm so hype on Ori. Um, Crackdown looks fun. I don't play you mean Forza. Terry Crews yelling simulator. <laughs> Terry Crews yelling simulator 2018. Uh, yeah. You mean 2019 now? <laughs> oh, you mean 2020? <laughs> Never coming out? I don't know. It's like, I will bet you money it comes out before The Last of Us 2. Oh, shit. Whoa. Well, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It probably will. Mm, you don't think it would be a, like, a, I don't know. like a late summer 2019? Could be. I think it could go either way. We'll um, see. We definitely will. We shall see. Hmm. Um, they bought a bunch of studios. That was cool. Yeah, that was a really big announcement, and I think that that to me was one of the most exciting things about it because it like shows where Phil Spencer's vision is, and yeah. I think it's in the right place. Mm-hmm. I think specifically the fact that they bought Ninja Theory. Is really yeah, cool. that was the hypest thing that about was the whole such thing. A surprise. Yeah. yeah, that was so surprising to me. Um, I know that that had like actually kind of come out. I think a couple days earlier before the actual announcement, but it was like that uh, that as a thing was just so oh, yeah. surprising. You know, it's like Ninja Theory is, you know, a pretty well-established developer, and the fact that they're in Microsoft stable now is pretty significant. Mm-hmm. That is wild. Yep. And obviously there was, like, the the more predictable uh, things that they bought Play Dead, which is like, yeah, they've been yeah. working with them for, like, ten years now or something. It's like... Yeah, well... Yeah. <laughs> not that long, but, you know, since Xbox 360, when they did Dying Light... Not Dying Light, what is it? Um, State of Decay? State of Decay, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, and they just bought the Forza Studio, which is weird. Because I thought right, that was right. being developed in-house forever. Yeah, I thought they owned them already. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, oh, sure. Yeah. Makes sense. Good, Good. <laughs> Good for them. Well, that's the thing. is like now like they're at a place where it's like, oh, Microsoft actually has like a stable of studios. Like they can actually make, make meaningful, compelling exclusives now because they own seven or eight studios now, I think. I think it's more than that because they just bought five. Well, they only owned like two or three before that. Yeah, now they really? got a few. They got a bunch I, I, more I, in their stable. They had like about two to three, and then they got these five that they announced okay. from the press conference, like the initiative. Because you got to think uh, Undead Labs, Playground, like, Compulsion. Um, I think Compulsion is the one that's doing We Happy Few, right? Yes. And then they got Ninja Theory. So yeah, they have a big stable now. Since we're talking about the word, let, let's clarify what the word exclusive is because <laughs> I, I, yeah. this is the second year in a row that we still haven't clarified what that is really because a lot of the games that they keep announcing they keep talking about it as uh, the pc is also being involved in it as well console launch exclusive <laughs> exactly that was a, the biggest thing they announced in the press conference and you kind of hear it and you're like 
So I'm hearing all these games. I'm hearing about Forza Horizon 4. I'm hearing about uh, the expansions for Sea of Thieves. I'm hearing about... Um, Halo, Gears. Yeah, Halo, Gears, uh, Gears those exclusives. Um, the Cuphead DLC. Um, the fact that like PC is still a bigger focus. And I'm glad for Microsoft for taking that initiative. Like, hey, listen, we want to support Windows 10 as a platform for playing your games on it because we know PC is is a big deal for those who want to play like the biggest experience out of their games because people care about those um, higher resolution or care about like gameplay engines and they play it on PC. But I think that can still turn away those who primarily play on console because they enjoy sitting on a couch with a controller in hand instead of having to stay, sit in front of a computer desk. So second year in a row, I'm still kind of like, you know, who are you really catering to in a way? I think it's I, great. Um, I think it's it's a really Microsoft wants you in their ecosystem one way or another, and if that's playing their games on a Microsoft computer or a Microsoft console, um, I think it's a, a smart move. And I think that they've acknowledged they're probably not catching up this gen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Just getting people in the the ecosystem any way they can is, I think, the way to do it. I, I would agree with you, Andy, specifically because of where they are. You know, like, I think, like, Microsoft is in a unique position to appeal to both PC and console gamers, and especially when they're losing the console race. Like, trying to sell software to make up for where you're not selling consoles isn't a bad play. Mm-hmm. Um, but to Ed's point, I think uh, something that, that we had talked about, and this might have been in our E3 predictions episode or whatever, where I remember Sean and I kind of talked about what we thought we might see at E3. Um, we, we had both expressed that we wanted this to be the conference where we walked away saying, I need to buy an Xbox. And this isn't that conference. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and I think realistically, I think this is the year where I accepted that maybe that just isn't ever going to come. Yeah. You know, and like maybe that's going to have to be the pitch that they give me next gen. That really uh, sells me. Yeah, you know, I don't because think like, right now Microsoft like wants you to come away feeling that. Why not? I think that's a shame, man, because I've I've echoed a thousand times over that I've wanted to get an Xbox, and I thought that maybe this was the year, and like it looked like all the, the dominoes were in place for me of all people. Like I, I look at these games, you know, that like Ori is really fucking cool, but I'm gonna get it on the PC. Like Sekiro, like I want that, but it's PS4. Like why not? Uh, Fallout 76. I can get on any number of places, you know. Um, there's nothing here that is going to say I need this Xbox, you know. I've got everything else. Like, I have the Switch. I have the PS4. I have the PC. I know people don't have even sometimes one of them, and they just have an Xbox. And that's fine. I'm not saying it's a problem. But for someone like me, you want me to get the Xbox as well. Like, why do I have everything but your system? And, you know, and I'm willing to... to like, I got an original Xbox because I saw Kodor for five minutes. And I said, I have to get that game. I need to get that system. And I bought that thing in, like, two days, you know? And I was a kid. I had, like, all my money. I just threw it at the system, man, because I saw Kodor for, like, five minutes. And I and I don't think that they have anything like that, obviously. But I'd expect something to, like, draw me back in, you know? And it's just, you you can't tell me that all these other games that look fucking great that I can play on like my PC or the, the PS4 um, or, and even the switch, you know, is catching up on that respect. And it's, it's been out for sure. how long? Um, I was, I was just, I have a, four, a 4k TV in my living room now that I didn't know I was getting apparently. And 
uh, I'd like to throw a sweet ass Xbox on that thing and, and look at it, you know, like see what it looks like. They keep talking about how powerful the system is. I'd love to experience that. This, it's like, it's a shame that I, I got to watch this and like, I think the conference is great. I think the way they announced the games is great and all that, but it, it didn't hook me into wanting the Xbox and they even dropped the price a little. And it's just like, I don't know, man, I can't do it. I can't do it yet. <laughs> I, I, think, I, I think I'm with you, Pete. I have to accept I'm not getting one this generation. Yeah. And, like, that's fine. It but is, I think, but like... It's kind of a shame. I've, I've had pretty much everything every generation just to at least experience them. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I honestly do think if they didn't have the PC strategy that they do have, I probably would have bought an Xbox. Because, that like... is where I come from. Yeah. The things that I can't I, get on the Xbox, I'm, I'm going to play on the PC. I always have access right. to what they're doing, pretty much. Because, you know, like, I remember when I was, when the Xbox One was, like, new, and it was kind of like, well, I would really like to play Sunset Overdrive, and then if it would have been like, oh, well, I want to play Cuphead, oh, well, you know, I, I could see myself playing a little more Halo or, or whatever, and then it's just like, if there was enough things to incentivize me, and then on top of it, oh, the Xbox One X is the most powerful console, my third-party games will look better, yeah. it'll run better with my 4K TV, like, uh, Xbox Game Pass is really attractive, yeah. me and Andy could play Sea of Thieves, like, these are all things that I think, if if, if the narrative wasn't, well, I'll just get it on my PC, I might have gotten an Xbox and been more engaged in that platform, you know? But, um, you know, I, I think, like, when you look at even the list of, of games here, what they announced, right? A lot of the biggest pops are, are truly games that I'll probably play on PS4. Yeah, that's the big problem for me. There are so many things that got announced at the Microsoft conference that I was, like, going apeshit for, but then I was like, oh, but it's on, it's on the PS4. Um, and that really, I think, that hurts them a lot. I, I know that they can't secure a title like that and say like, well, it's just an Xbox exclusive, but there's gotta be something along like some, some compromise that it doesn't have to be, you know, from software only is putting out a game on, on Microsoft's platform, but there's gotta be something that someone can make, you know, that isn't halo. I think, cause <laughs> I think I, for, you know, cause like if I cared, I would have had one. There's already been like two halos already out on this. So, um, you know, I, I don't know. Speaking of, um, just to get off this part of the conversation, speaking of Halo, um, so we got the announcement for the next installment in the Halo franchise, Halo Infinite. Uh, what did you guys think about this? Because I, I, I thought this was a really interesting trailer. Like, I did not realize it was Halo right away. Um, yeah, for sure. I remember I saw, like, the landmarks, and I was like, oh, is this Halo? And I was like, oh, those are really little for Halos. They're just these little... Yeah. Things. You know, I was like, what the hell? Like, what I are we doing I thought it was here? Anthem for some yeah. reason. I thought, they were- I thought it was fucking Stargate. <laughs> 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 See, those, like, things look like a blown-up uh, one of the rings that they teleport but cracked, and they were, like, stranded there. And I'm like, is this, like, an SG-1 game or something? Like, what the fuck? Or Lantis with all the fucking water? I don't know, man. You know? I didn't know it was Halo for sure. <laughs> yeah, same. I didn't know it was until I saw like, like, the like Spartans. That. And then I saw the Spartans. I was like, wait, those kind of look like Spartans. And then it got to Master Chief. I was like, yep, there it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just hard to get excited for an X- or for a Halo game. I, I just, I'm over it. I, I don't care anymore, yeah. you know. Uh, I got I got excited when the uh when when they announced halo 4 and and that stuff i didn't you know i was like oh man cool they're continuing the the story but at this point it's just this is a franchise that feels stale it's mm-hmm. a franchise that feels like it, it had its time in the sun and that's kind of over and there's nothing they can do right now in my eyes to get me excited for a halo game especially because i don't yeah. own an xbox so 
I, I think it's really sad for a game like Halo, right, that, like, came around and pretty much revolutionized, like, gaming in multiple aspects with, like, couch play stuff, co-op, you know, like, wasn't really as prominent. And, like, to see it now, we're all like, yeah, it's Halo, so, you know, like... That's sad, you know? <laughs> like the, and it revolutionized the way we thought about the uh, first-person shooter. Yeah, mm-hmm. multiple things of, of gaming have been affected by this series, and its roots are very deep. And, like, um, you know, it, it wasn't, like, the reason I bought an Xbox back then. I mean, like, it, like, like Sean said, like, there's nothing you can do to excite me. I got more excited for, like, Halo Wars 2, you know? Just because I was like, I like RTSs. They're fun. And, that like, the first one had some fun to it, you know? And, like, so that got me more than the last two shooter Halos have been. And... It's not that it's they're so, bad. They're not bad in anything. I'm sure someone who's just starting up would pick this up and be like, this is a great game, you know? But it's just not for us, I guess, anymore. It's just sad, man, because, like, I I used to really love Halo. Yeah. You know, and it's like, we, I, I really did have a connection to it. hours to be put into that shit, man? Yeah, man. I mean, like, when I was a kid, like, it was my first FPS, and I remember, like, that was, like, my first M-rated game, you know? We used and, to like, build entire levels just for shits and giggles. Halo. Yeah. And yeah, and like Halo Three, I remember was like the online. It was the, game it was the game, like, like period. Yeah, it, yeah. Like dude, literally, yeah. I remember it like had such a community. It sold Xbox Three Sixties. You did you? I remember when I was in college, and Halo Three was like the game. And I got my first Xbox Three Sixty. It was a gift um, from my wife, uh, then girlfriend at the time, and I got Bioshock for it, and that was like my first game. But then nice. like my first real online games after that were Modern Warfare One and Halo Three. Because I was a part of a gaming group at the time, and literally, if you didn't have Halo Three, you weren't an Xbox me- community member. It felt like, <laughs> yeah, and pretty we much. would go to we would go to people's houses and we would land Halo all the time. There'd be like nine, mm-hmm. ten of us with like six consoles everywhere. Bring a t- bring a small TV. We're gonna land Halo, and we just went nuts with it with like Forge mode, Infected mode. It was wild. Yeah, oh dude. my god. I remember at the the height of Halo for like you know our group of friends, me and Thompson would get on with like I don't how many people were in big team mode? Uh, sixteen maybe? on a team, sixteen on a team. I think so. Yeah, we would fill the team. It was nuts. Right, and I remember we would get on with a full big team mode, and we would do nothing but play big team all night, or we would go in the custom and do forge and zombies or whatever. But like. Like, we would get the whole squad together and just run train on big team and just be like, yo, we have the whole team on voice chat. We're super coordinated. Like, let's do this. And it was it was so fun. And I would I would love for for Halo Infinite to be the game that that brought that back for me. But I just I just don't know if it's possible anymore. Yeah, Um, it might just be something that we're leaving in the past for now. I think so. Uh, But, you know, we'll see. You never know. It was just a cinematic trailer. Exactly. Not much to go. off. We'll see what happens. Uh, and then uh, Andy touched on this earlier, but Ori Will of the Wisps got a new trailer, and um, God fucking damn it, this game looks beautiful. Yeah. This art is insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you haven't played Ori in the Blind Forest, go play it right now. It's so good. It's incredible. I haven't, and I oh, want yeah, to. Yeah, I gotta go God, turn on Max. You Xbox haven't now. played that? Let's do it on Pal's Play. <laughs> all right, well, put my Steam in. I have a copy. It's all good. Boom. Good. Done. Platformers, baby. I love them. But yeah, this this game looks fucking gorgeous, and uh, I I'm sure it's gonna be, you know, everything that the original was. So let's let's get hype. It's one of the best looking games I've ever seen. Yes, um, it just yeah, like the aesthetic is like yeah. just next mm-hmm. level. It's incredible, man. It's an experience to play and watch. Even it's so fun. Just like its use of color is just like I, I'm like a sucker. And like Sean knows this from the comics files. Like, I'm a sucker for good use of pinks, blues, and purples to like, f- like, really like set a mood. And it's just like, 
Oh, even just looking at this splash art is just like, God damn it, it's so beautiful. Um, so I'm ready to play it and cry because apparently it's emotional and gives you feels. So let's do it. Let's fucking do this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then we got um, the uh, an- yeah the the announcement of what the hell shadows die twice was yeah which was funny because they they showed this they showed just the logo at Sony's conference last year and gave Microsoft the actual reveal of the game yeah. which okay yeah, sure no, man I remember, no I remember this it was it was it was the Game Awards they showed it off they because they showed off like the arm which was the cr- like the arm which was the like the prosthetic arm that the character has during the game right and you saw it tightening and it was just like. From software, and it was like, that's it. Jeff Keighley's like, hmm. that's all you're gonna get. And you're like, fuck you, Jeff Keighley. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> and then you see from software, and then you saw Activision. I was like, Activision's publishing this? What? Okay. Yeah. And Weird. then it what just looked cool, like from there. Just. I- it's so funny how uh, I feel like they just bop around. Like, from software just makes games. Like, yeah, we'll go make a game for you next. Mm-hmm. Dude, these guys are putting right. out so many fucking games that I like. I'm worried they're going to die over exhaustion. Like, every time these fucking dudes put out a game, I buy it and I love it, like, beyond belief. Like, I can't I can't wait for this shit to come out, you know? Uh, it's been described as, what, Bloodborne with a grappling hook? Bloodborne's my favorite one. Grappling hooks are cool as shit. I yeah. mean, like, why would I not want this? Yep. It's also, it's, like, literally in, in Japan now, too. Like, it gets all the, the Oni and the actual aesthetic of that. Like, none of these games have had that and that's just so cool for me you know yeah like, somebody I, who saw the trailer said it gave him like a tenchu feel like the old school tenchu yeah and i was like I, oh I wow i heard that name so invoked long. in a long time yeah yeah uh i remember when i, I was watching the conference um I, I i like to watch uh kind of funny's coverage of it, and they do like a live twitch stream and i remember like when they first showed it, they were just like oh shit is this fucking tenchu <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> no it's 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 just like Honestly, man, I don't think I'm going to come out of a dark hole for a long time once this comes out. I'm probably going to be there for like a month. You won't hear from me. It's like I'm just stuck in Sekiro. I can't, can't stop dying, but it's okay. I'll get through it. It's going to be good. Yeah, it's coming in 2019. PC, PS4 as well. So get hype. Uh, so then next up, we saw Fallout 76. Uh, we talked a lot about Fallout 76 in our, our last episode, so I don't want to talk about this one. Um, just want to give Ed the chance to, to yeah. share his thoughts if he's got it. Uh, no, I mean, fall, I saw Fallout 76. I think this is probably going to be the Fallout game that I think I'd want to play. Because I think I couldn't get into Fallout games. Like, Ooh. I played Fallout 4 for a little while, and it was it, I had fun with it. But I think I couldn't get fully invested into it. But I think something about Fallout 76, just the fact that, like, I can go through the game with somebody else and share the experience with them, I think may put that for me over the top. But I understand that I, you know, shared open world mechanics might throw other people off, but I think that might be what will get me into it more. But I'm waiting. I'm going to, it's on a wait and see basis. I do want to kind of get more ideas of how to fully play when you figure you have 64 players in the same world. Is it just going to be like troll mode for the most part? Or can you like isolate that kind of feel? I'm gonna you'd, wait and you'd see. You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised having played like a ton of these games. Like a lot, a lot of people, like more than half, will actually take it seriously enough that if you if you do run around griefing everybody and you just try to be a dick, that like you will be hunted out pretty much. So nice. like obviously there's a certain level of like raiding and shit is involved and like PvP's encouraged and all that. But like if you're excessive in any possible way, like I've seen plenty of times where people are like they killed you, but they'll throw your gear on the ground and they'll just like walk away. And it's like I all right. nice. Yeah. It's honorable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it pays. I remember when we uh, when we played Ark for a while. I remember that was a thing that had happened where like there was a settlement nearby that we like 
had ne- like not had any negative interactions with and then these other people came around and started like griefing everybody and we, were, we like we teamed up with them we're like yo let's go murder those motherfuckers like <laughs> yeah. fuck them come on yeah and i i had the same reaction mm-hmm. to this as you did i've never really played fallout and for for whatever reason this announcement gripped me in a way where i was like oh man this might be the time where i jump on so it's really cool to hear that you had the same sort yeah. of uh, reaction but i'll definitely keep my eye on yes. it for sure yep Damn. Yeah, us too. If, if you want to hear our full thoughts about it, go check out uh, part one of our E3 special, episode 59, and uh, hear what we had to say about it. Uh, so moving along, um, I just want to give another particular shout-out to this one, even though we talked about it. Awesome Adventures of Captain Spirit looks so goddamn good. Coming out for free uh, in two weeks, 26th, so make sure you go get that one. Uh, then we got Crackdown 3. I'm uh, fucking excited for Crackdown 3. Uh, I like, I have never played a Crackdown game, but like this hits hits me so much in that like Saints Row the Third just bonkers action game <laughs> yeah. space. But, but that's the thing, man. It's not a Saints Row game, and that's why I'm turned off because it's like I, I would have killed for a new Saints Row game. <laughs> yeah, well, that. That I mean, like they're totally different. Yeah. No, I mean, so but it's like, Crackdown. Cra- it's not the same, man. Like it doesn't remind me of Saints Row at all for that. You know. I don't okay. Know. All right. I, see I do appreciate. Yeah. Uh, I do appreciate the fact that they are going all in on the. Yeah, this main character is totally Terry Crews. I feel like I appreciate oh, the, sure. that they're going all in on <laughs> yeah. that. Oh it yeah, him. it's him I'm, in a suit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's his face in a suit, flying around. With his voice. With his car turns into a tank and can drive up a building. Everything explodes. Like, I I just I'm so nervous about this game, man. Just because like I liked Crackdown too. Um, from what I played of it, like the multiplayer stuff was really fun, and uh, I, I had a good time with it for what little time I did spend with it. And um, I I was very much like, oh, maybe Crackdown Three will be the one I really like jump into. And then they've delayed it like fucking what two or three times now. Yeah, and I think it's like the second. It's just time. like I feel like this game has been in development hell for like <sighs> fucking six years, and it's just like, ugh, I like. I have such a hard time thinking it's going to come out in February, if it actually comes out in February, and actually be good, you know, and, like, actually be, like, what we're expecting. Um, But if it is, I'm in, because it does look fun. I love Terry Crews. He's been wanting to be in a video game for forever, so I'm I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic, but, like, I I don't know about this one, boys. This game didn't do anything for me. I think it's cool that Terry Crews is in a video game, and it's <laughs> very just, very much just him. But other than that, uh, there, there, there are way too many games on the horizon for this to be something that I would even give a second look to. To be honest, yeah, I think realistically, the way I play this game is if Andy gets it, and then oh, we I play mean, it together, I'm playing this game because it's going to launch on Game Pass. Right oh, there, yeah. you go. So, yeah. um, I think that'll probably be the way I get to experience it, if at all. Uh, so, next up, a game that I'm going to assume Thompson is the only one who is interested probably. in. But, uh, Metro Exodus, still looking very gray, still looking very depressing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, still looking like it's right on track. Yeah, it's perfect. It's yeah. just fucking I mean, Russian Fallout with stuff. So, it's, like, it's right up there, man. Like they're Use your bullets as money. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great, you know, RTM is back and I love that, like, his, his character doesn't speak or anything, it's just really funny that everyone gets to go, RTM, and, like, I, I love the game for saying it, it's like, there's memes in this game, like, from just it being, like, as weird as it is sometimes, so, like, you know, I'm all for these, like, weird games, and this one actually looks like it's a real, like, not shitty version of the other ones, if that makes sense, like, their ones are not, like, A plus AAA games, you know, like, they're, they're fun, they work, you know, they have a thing. 
this one looks like really good. I'm really surprised that they got the money to make another one, to be honest with you. So. And it's also coming out in February, which, yep. yeah. what the fuck, February. there's way too many games coming out in February. Yep. That's the problem. Um, as much as I love this, I ain't buying in February. So. Same day as Anthem. I, right. I, oh, I have wow. a th- I'm thinking that this game might slip. Oh, it's gonna. I think yeah. there's, there's a pretty good chance that there, that every that some of the people in this February space are going to get out of the fucking way. Um, I so we'll see what happens so, with because that it's one. a little but, too crowded, if you ask me. But well, yeah, and especially like Metro is not Anthem. No, you know, it's like not. that's a yeah, it's tough. Yeah, so I'm, we'll see. It yeah. does look like a better game than Anthem. Yeah, it does. I will admit that for sure. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. They're just they're so different. It's like I I I criticized Anthem showing up and down at EA's press conference, but I the show floor stuff that I've heard makes me feel a lot more confident about it. The people who have actually gotten their hands on it have uh, had overwhelmingly positive things to say about movement and action in the game. So I'm holding out hope on that one. Um, but then we, t- we, we talked a lot about Kingdom Hearts 3 in our Square episode, so you can go check that out. Um, Ed, are you a Kingdom Hearts uh, guy? I'm not fully a Kingdom Hearts guy, but I'm really invested. Like, I, this is like probably one of the best-looking Square Enix games I've seen in a long time. Um, so I'm, re- yeah. I'm definitely invested. I like the Frozen Universe. I like Wreck-It Ralph, Monsters, Inc. I saw, liked when they did the Pirates reveal at the Square Enix conference. That looked impressive. That was actually a, a Sony conference. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, th- all that just looks so impressive. Um, so I like that we're finally getting like nitty gritty into the details about Kingdom Hearts three, and that's finally dropping in January. So I cannot cannot wait to see what that looks like. I know my uh, fellow wood. party nerd AJ; he's already put in his two weeks vacation for that, so it's already it's already <laughs> set in stone. I'll be over his house a couple times to take a look at it. Um, another Square Enix thing: the fact that Xbox One actually was able to get near Automata that was that that caught me yeah, off guard. Cool. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. I thought it was really cool how they kind of had that whole little section in the middle of the conference that was just like, here's our anime games because we're trying to appeal to yep. that market now. I'm like, good for you, Xbox. <laughs> yeah, it was cool. I really – it spoke to me and I, I thought it was fun that they they even gave a shit to like, you know, think of it. <laughs> so Yeah. Jump yeah. force. Jump force. Yeah, really. What the hell? Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, so moving right along, Forza Horizon 4. It's going to Britain. It's going to be on Xbox Game Pass day one, October 2nd. I don't think any of us care about driving games. so It's going to be pretty. Lo- yeah, Only when exactly. it's the VR version at our friend's house. These, <laughs> these yeah. games are definitely like technical achievements. They look yep. great, um, but they're just not for me. Uh, we already talked about how they bought all those new studios, so we can move past that. Uh, Division 2, we saw more of that. Shadow of the Tomb Raider, saw, saw more of that. We've talked a lot about both of those games. Uh, Ed, do you want to chime in on either uh, of those? Division 2 looks... I do like the new gameplay style of Division 2. I, I know it looks like more of the same. Um, so I'm going to wait for that beta to drop to see how I really feel about it. Um, I know The presentation was really good, yeah, though. No, the presentation looks really nice. I like the new setting that they're also set, like the Washington, D.C. type storyline. So I do like what they're yeah. going with it. Um, overall, I think, I think it could be good. I hope that as long as they improve on making it more interactive than they did kind of with the division one because i fell off of that really really hard um also the fact that the the first year of content's free that's a good thing i'll take that um and we'll see where where it goes from there yeah that's a game i'm I'm looking at uh i didn't play the first division but i heard a lot about it uh through kind of funny and um it's not a game that ever really appealed to me but the presentation on this one makes me think maybe this one could be so yeah we'll see 
Uh, so then we got a trailer for Session, which is a new skateboarding game. No, it's um, Skate Four. <laughs> yeah, it, that's it, the, it, meme, it, right? the the team has actually said that they they consider it a spiritual successor to Skate because EA is not going to make Skate Four, so they're going to. And I was like, Yo, all right, fuck yeah. Um, and this looks great. I mean, I I love skateboarding games. I was a fucking huge Tony Hawk fan back in the day. Yep. So, Two and four like, were let's my favorites. Go, boys. Two and four, they were the best. One. I was. I fucking love Underground. Underground is my favorite. Uh, I loved that fucking ridiculous story mode and everything. Like <laughs> that that game was the shit. Nice. Um, so yeah, I, I'm I'm so about a new skateboarding game. Yeah, so, absolutely. I'm down yeah. for that. As long as they have an amazing soundtrack, I'm in. I was looking up the Kickstarter uh, while we're um, talking about the Xbox press conference, and it looks like they're really trying to get into that like cinematic feel. Like how skateboarders yeah. really treat that environment. Like you had, you could set up tricks. You got somebody record it. All the stuff that you see from like the Tony Hawk and skate mechanics, but just rolled up into like one perfect next generation game that Tony Hawk Five didn't want to be. So that I'm could have been, but wasn't. Yeah, all that. But yeah, I'm I'm definitely ready for it. They killed the brand, man. Um, yeah, I think my yeah. one concern there is I hope they have enough money to get good music i really do want some like some sick fucking beats and like good punk um so we'll see what happens there but uh i'm very much looking forward yes. to that game so unless unless it comes out and it's trash that's a day one purchase mm-hmm. for me uh so one that i think thompson is probably excited about devil may cry 5 got its yeah. announcement trailer hell yeah bro looking good we're back in the uh the og series true sequel to devil may cry 4 um Ninja Theory, uh, or no, no, sorry, um, Ninja Theory did the last one. Um, it, it's it's the the squad from the you know the original series, and they came out and said that they think it's the best game they've ever made. Uh, coming in spring twenty nineteen, it's looking great. Yeah, man. Like, I I know a lot of people didn't really like Ninja Theories for various reasons, but like, I thought it was great. You know, I, it could have been set in that world or this world. I don't give a shit. Like, I just want more Devil May Cry. You know, that isn't. Um, you know, it's not it's not a crime to to ask for him, but it's been a while since we had one. You know, so um, man, like four was like honestly one of my favorites anyway. So if they think this is the best game they've ever done, uh, I'll take their word on it, man. You know, like fuck it. Yeah. You know, and and it looked great from just the trailer. Like it looked like they. Um, I mean, the characters are always, of course, like, you know, very like stupid, you know, like that they have the bad doves and everything. It's fine. I love it. I love that stuff, you know? So like, that's part of the devil may cry. That's what I mean, yeah. man. It looked like thing. it was something like, man, this could have come out 10 years ago. And I'm like, you really captured like that feel, but it looks beautiful too. Yeah. Like the graphics are great. The presentation. So just devil may cry right up and down, man. I can't, yeah. I can't believe, uh, that they think it's the best one because, uh, they, they've had a lot of games before that, that I liked. So we'll see. I can't wait to jump back into this world. Uh, I've been waiting for a new Devil May Cry game for a while. And when I saw yeah. this trailer, I didn't realize how much I wanted this. Yeah, right? Uh, yeah. And then it was just like, oh, I can't wait. When 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 do I get to play, <laughs> you know? Uh, so, Soon. Very cool. Well, tw- spring 2019. So Just about a year. Yeah. Not too bad, though. There's plenty to look forward to until then, you know? This is not February, I mean, (laughs) help. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I I think that was a a really good presentation, and uh, I feel like this is a good time for Devil May Cry to come back, man. You know, it's like, they don't really make games like that anymore, so I feel like, aside from Bayonetta... um, Devil May Cry 1 was the reason I bought a PS2 back in the day. It was uh, was on a demo disc, and I was like, damn, dude, that looks fun as fuck. I gotta get that system, so... 
yeah, I mean, <laughs> that game was a big deal back in the day. So yeah. I, I'm, I'm excited for it. Uh, I, I don't I don't know how much I'll play it, but I'm, I'm very ex- excited to um, live through Thompson for this one. I'll, 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 I'll be excited because of his excitement. Also, yeah. fun fact, um, another game that also uses the Resident Evil 7 engine, which is why it looks so realistic. Like, you saw some of the, like, promotional artwork they showed the, the face, of the facial yeah. features and you can kind of see where it is uh like how where they got the inspiration from it looks um another like gorgeous like capcom engine game which is why like capcom's yeah. making a comeback it's insane yeah they really are they really are man between this and uh you know like we said the other announcement that they had um with sony re2 and then fucking Mega Man later yep. this year it's like Mega Man x legacy collection is coming out too it's like let's fucking go capcom yeah um but yeah, so then Cuphead getting an expansion. Very excited about yes. this one. The Delicious Last Course uh, coming out in 2019. I never finished the end of the first game because it's hard as fucking oh nails. Oh my god, I was just playing it last <laughs> night and yeah. I hate my life. I almost threw my controller. <laughs> it's, it's so fucking hard. Um, so this is great because it gives me an excuse to go back and play the game again and finish it and hopefully get to this DLC. Uh, and they're adding a new character, which is really cool. Um, I, I forget her name, but it's the... Miss Chalice. Miss Chalice, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's super cool. Um, very much looking forward to that one. So then we talked about their little anime rock block. We got through that already. Um, and then uh, Dying Light 2 uh, is coming out. Looks really, really I'm good. sold. Yeah, man. Um, very interesting. They said it's like... Uh, I think it, it's set in Paris. It's like 15 years after the events of the first game. So like... You know, there's uh, a, a lot less zombies out there. It's still dangerous to go out at night, but during the day, it seems like you're really focusing more on, like, man's inhumanity to man kind yeah. of thing, you know? Um, which, to me, like, that's my favorite kind of zombie story. Like, I, I like uh, – that's, you know, what works for The Walking Dead for me um, is that, like, I like the idea of the human drama being framed in this harsh world, yeah. you know, more so than – uh, just being worried about zombies all the time because that's what the first Dying Light did. So it's cool to see an evolution there, you know, and, and see that, like, you're going to kind of get, um, you know, a lot of different kind of uh, options mm-hmm. here. Like, they really push that there's this big branching dialogue thing and that, like, your choices really have impact yeah. where, like um, – like they're like one of the examples that they showed was uh, there's a like a criminal cartel, right? So if you decide that you're a good guy and you want to kill the criminal cartel, that's cool. Everybody gets free water and you know whatever. Like the the world is a little bit less seedy, a little bit more safe, and because of that, parkour gets easier. So it's easier for you to like avoid confrontation and avoid fights. Whereas if you work with the cartel, they start selling these crazy illegal black market weapons that are super powerful and super expensive. So like you can get money from them selling water to people and stuff like that, as opposed to making the world more free. So it's interesting to see uh, how your actions seem like they're really going to have effect on the world and what and what you do. And to me, like that's the most exciting thing about a video game. It's- is a world that feels real and authentic and lived in, and that my actions have consequences. It kind of feels like what the Infamous system should have been. Like, remember in Infamous 1, mm. um, when you did, sure. when you had the different ways you can go good or evil, it felt like you couldn't really go neutral. You had to go one way or the other and commit to it. Where yeah, this is yeah. kind of like, there's, a, there's all types of different paths you can take, and I like that fact, that there's so many different ways you can go about it. And they show the different branches that you have, almost like a, what I saw in Detroit. Like, there's different branches in that game yeah, as well. So yes, I, yes. I'm definitely in for something like that with Dying Light, 
especially if it changes gameplay as well, which is actually going to be cool. Yeah. I I mean, like... Oh, oh, go ahead, Andy. Sorry. I wasn't crazy about the first one. Um, It just didn't do it for me. But, like, I really like the fact that Chris Avalon's attached to this. He's done some dope shit in his career as a video game writer. Uh, He worked on KOTOR 2, Alpha Protocol, New Vegas. Wow. Yeah. Well, that was kind of the biggest problem with the first game, I think, was the story, too. Yeah. So that, I never actually beat on. the first one, and that's, like, one of the few games I've played and didn't beat. And it was really the story just, you know, the game was fun. Everything about it was really fun. It was really cool, and, like, everything's great, but it's just like, ah, you know. And it didn't keep me, you know? And, like, this looks, like, way better than mm-hmm. the first one. So just leaps and bounds. Yeah. Sean, go ahead. I was just going to oh, say I've, I've never heard of or cared of this franchise, but... The fact that that guy is involved in, in this project makes it really cool, in addition to the fact that this was a really good trailer. So uh, you just piqued my interest big time with that, Andy. Well, and like the, the I think uh, the gameplay of Dying Light was definitely not the problem. Like the, the open world was well-developed. The parkour was really good. The, the action was fun. The weapon development was really fun. Um, I fucking hate crafting in video games, but it was dope because it was like, oh – you have, like, a cetylene torch and a fucking crowbar and, like, this, like, small flamethrower thing. Put it all together and see what you make. And you get this, like, bludgeon that shoots fire. And it's like, what? Uh, like, okay. Like, uh, it's, it's a like, a game that's set in a grounded world but isn't afraid to be a video game. And, like, be like, yeah, you're doing parkour and you're making jumps that no human being could jump. But, like, who cares? It's a game. It's supposed to be fun. Um... So if they can, like, up the ante with the story and, and really, like, make it a tighter experience, like, yeah, this is definitely one to be excited yeah. for. Uh, so then they confirm that there's a new fucking Battletoads <laughs> game coming out, which is just, like, hype as shit. Are you kidding me? Let's go, Rare. Is, bring it, that bring was, it that back. That shit was wild. I think, here's one of the things I like about Xbox. I think... If there's going to be games I'm going to pick up about Xbox, because we talked about most of these games being multi-platform, I saw four games yeah. for sure that I know I'm going to turn my Xbox on for. And most of them are kind of indie games outside of Battletoads. Of course, that's rare. Of course, Ori looks awesome. Um, we Happy Few uh, would probably be something as well. But there's one session as well. It I know the Kickstarter said they might try to go for more consoles, but they're definitely committing to Xbox and PC. But there's one game we haven't touched on that I'm like, I want to buy it so bad because it gave me that feels that you guys have at Ori. Tunic. Yo. I am sold mm-hmm. on Tunic. That shit looks awesome. Tunic looks amazing. I cannot wait. Yeah. That was that um that Legend of Zelda style game with the little yes. fox and the cell shaded grass. Like, oh my god, that game is gorgeous. Oh, it looks awesome. And people who played it said, like, it's definitely challenging. Like, it has... N- not souls challenging we're not going to bring that meme up again but it definitely has <laughs> challenge to it um especially when yeah. it, because it uses an isometric camera in that style like instead of an over the top with like a traditional zelda game it's more isometric um so there's a lot more to it so to take it to uh battle toads really quick this game they've shown nothing about it this is one of the things I was most excited about from this entire conference by far. Yep. Um, yep. This is like I've been dying for them to resurrect this franchise. I'm so excited to be able to play Battletoads again. Um, I, I, I didn't even need to see anything. This is one of those where you can just show me a logo and I already know what to expect. I'm, I'm ready for this. 
I just wish because like they showed the trailer and it gave me a sense that the art style is gonna just be like it's Battletoads, but it's like got a hand drawn like kind of 2D aesthetic instead of pixel. And like I just just show me just anything. <laughs> just show me the redesigned characters. Like a little I would have just loved to see a little bit more. But I agree with you, Sean, where I, I I'm hype about it already. They confirmed it's gonna have couch co-op for three players. So I think that sounds like Sean, you're gonna have to come down and visit me and Thompson for a little pals play action and we get some fucking toads going here, man. Toads, toads, toads. Let's do it. Wild. Uh so then we talked about Just Cause Four already the other day. Um and uh, so we'll skip right along past that. And then the other big thing was just all the Gears of War announcements, really, before um, Cyberpunk. I, I don't really have too much to say about Gears. I've never been a Gears fan. So if, if you guys want to chime in here, they announced Gears, the Gears Tactics game, which I thought looked good. Um, Gears and then Tactics look good. Gears Tactics looks really fine. Was- it's like an XCOM kind of Gears, which I'm cool. It takes it takes place before Gears 1. So it's sort of like a prequel story, kind of like how Halo Wars was a prequel story with that like right. but that was rts where this one's more like xcom i'll play it it looks like it could be fun i'll be down for it yeah. i like how they trolled us with gears pop in the beginning <laughs> before <laughs> that with the uh that was funny they're like hey look it's just a just a weird mobile game you can ignore it if you want i'm like okay cool i'm gonna ignore that and then they went to the story of gears 5 and i'm like okay looks good like gears has always looked like a good franchise that xbox has always kind of maintained and always wanted to kind of keep going so I'm completely fine with it, but I think out of the three, Gears Tactics is probably going to be the one I would play. I think I feel the same way about Gears that I do about Halo, where it's just like it feels like a relic in in, in some ways. Yeah. I agree. Um, I I I like the trailer. I thought the the Gears Five trailer looked good and um, everything like that. But at the end of the day, this just doesn't get my blood pumping. I wish it did, but it just it doesn't. Gears has just never, ever appealed to me. Um, like, I, it's... And I don't I don't use the term bro shooter derogatory... Uh, der, uh, right. As a derogative. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I feel like it's, it's just such a bro shooter, where it's just like... I remember the original games where it's just like, all the guys are fucking in... They, they look like if you, if you bred, like, linebackers... <laughs> For like generations and generations to produce the most impossibly large no neck human beings ever, <laughs> and it's just like I, I don't know. It just never appealed to me. It's it's never ever been something that that's done it for me. And I I, I know that they are competently made shooters and that they're they're games that that some people like. But I agree with Sean where I feel like their time has kind of come and gone. And like I don't feel like Gears or Halo are really relevant in the way that they used to be. And like I, I Xbox needs to cultivate new IP that people care about um, because I think the only way that they're going to bring back Halo or Gears in a way that makes them, you know, not not to make the comparison to Breath of the Wild in terms of, like, what that did for Zelda as a formula, but what it did for Zelda as making it a relevant franchise again, you know, like, that's what they need to do. They need to go away for, for a while, work on these games for, like, you know, I would say, like, like, now would have been the time to put these two away yeah. and wait until the next Xbox, which they did confirm they're working on, uh, and make them launch titles and have them be like like a Halo. Just It's just Halo again. You know, like it's a reboot. Like it's from the ground up reimagining, like let's try to get to the core of what makes these franchises work and reimagine them in the same way that we did for Zelda, in the same way we did for God of War this year. You know, like 
these franchises need a fresh coat of paint, and I don't think that just continuing to try and have your cake and eat it too by releasing them every couple years and oh it's it's different but only kind of it's like i don't i don't i don't know that there's an audience for these and as in the way that they used to be definitely uh but then they close it out with with uh what i think is one of the most exciting games of e3 unfortunately we didn't get to see much oh. of it uh but cyberpunk 2077 Cyberpunk 2077 looks fucking great. This trailer looks awesome. And if you guys are like me and your nerds who are listening to what all the, you know, people on the floor at E3, boots on the ground, have said after getting to see the behind-closed-door demos or got their hands on it with a little bit of time, um, it sounds incredible. It sounds in-fucking-credible. Um, so I just to focus on this trailer, though, I thought this looks great. Um, Cyberpunk is a game we haven't really seen anything of and getting to see this world and get a sense for just what it, you know, like what the vibe of it is, right? Like, what are the people like? What is the day to day? Like, what is the role that, that robots and androids and, uh, you know, these like half humans have in society. And I feel like I have a really good understanding of all that now. Like, I I think I said this on the party nerd special. I was like, it looks like fucking Blade Runner with good lighting. (laughs) And I, I was like, thinking, I was thinking about this wow. after that. It looked like Blade Runner and Ready Player One had a baby, especially when you get to the end of the trailer with that car chasing. Yeah. Like that's what it felt like to me, and I, I was sold oh. on the world instantly. Like as soon as the opening cinematic started, I was just like, "What is this game going on?" I was just like thinking, like, "Okay, it's futuristic," and then you see like the punkish aesthetic. I'm like, "Okay, this is that game we were waiting for for so long." Cyberpunk, and then you saw CD Projekt Red. Right? I was like fucking sold i don't care <laughs> anymore you can go. do whatever you want i'm in because i know you're gonna do a good job on it like i yeah man Dude, it's just and then just hearing about oh, all no. the stories about like the behind closed doors the first person mechanics it's a full rpg but it has like good combat mechanics like i am ready like, to deep see shooting more. mechanics too. like i'm ready to see more and like uh, did you hear about that scene that they showed everybody with the eye like, so when you upgrade your character, you, like, you go to this place where they physically augment your body, and, like, there's a scene where this doctor pulls the eye out of your body, and, you like, you see it go off, and then they turn on your other eye, and it's on a desk looking at you, and then they install it, and then that's how you get optics, so you get, like, binocular vision and stuff, and it's like, oh, my wow. God. Just little subtle things that's, like that, that, you know? Ooh, that, like, I'm ready. I am so ready now. <laughs> And just, like, the the neon aesthetic, like, the fact that, like, apparently, like, all the text is, like, this very, like, hot pink, and there's, like, the the logo is yellows and blues, and, like, it's just, it's fucking gorgeous, man. It reminds me of, like, a a more realized, like, Shadowrun system, you know? Like, I'm absolutely into Mm -hmm, that that mm -hmm. cyberpunk shit, and, like, obviously it's set in the 80s and all that, but this um, is, it feels like a natural step from those, those games, which are very much what they are like there there's not much that like really i've ever seen that even mimics it well um but this gave me that vibe like instantly and uh you know i'd be into it even if it didn't remind me of that because i love i love that kind of shit anyway and basically any sci-fi but like the fact that they managed to make it feel futuristic retro uh hits like Shadowrun vibes but also feels completely unique you know uh it it didn't it didn't like have any negatives for me Mm -hmm. you know i just i'm I haven't actually beaten any of the Witcher games. Like, I got really close to the first one. 
but their penchant for making these massive, massive games that have, you know, like three's got what, like five million hours in it with like free content every hundred hours extra for free. It's legitimately you know, like it's, 300, 300 hours, I think. Yeah. Uh, I can only imagine in a, in a, you know, that kind of passion for video games, <laughs> but put into this, which has been being made forever now. So uh, we got a lot of time to go probably, but my God, it look, looks looks great. It's finally good to actually see, you know, like what they would like want to show us. So. It actually, like, feels imminent now. Yeah, it feels yep, like that's you know? a game that I'm going to pay attention to now because there's, here, here's, like, what, two minutes trailer or something, you know? It has more than a name. Yeah, yeah, it was just the title, and then possibly, you know, every other week someone's like, oh, what's this about Cyberpunk? Maybe it's this, maybe it's that. Uh, well, you know, at least we have, like, an idea, so. Exactly. I'm also really stoked on it because I, I'm, like, Thompson, where I've played Witcher 2 and 3 uh, for, like, maybe five to ten hours each and just like they just did not appeal to me and like i love those kinds of games i love swords and sorcery i love third person action games but there was something about it that felt a little too um like soulsy honestly where it's like it's a little slow it's a little plotting it's it's just like there's too much like drink 50 potions before you go in this fight i'm just like ah, i just want to fucking fight yeah. things you know so like the fact that this is like a first person shooter with deep rpg mechanics i'm like yeah yeah <laughs> like that speaks to me uh, for sure, because I'm all about deep RPG mechanics, but doing it in a game that's a little bit more fast-paced, I think, is something that will will appeal to me. Because I was kind of hoping it was going to be like a third-person shooter or like a, a hack and slash kind of vibe. So this is actually probably a lot better. Yeah, I think. And I like the idea of exploring this world in the first person. I feel like this is a world you're going to want to explore all the nooks and crannies. Definitely. You know? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, that's a pregnant pause I'm going to leave in the show. Nice. Uh, well, yeah, I was just like, I wanted to give you guys an opportunity to chime in if you had anything else to say because this game is hype. hype. Um, so, yeah, just wrap up here. Uh, we got, like we said, Nier Automata confirmed. Uh, sea of Thieves got two new expansions on the way, trailers for those. And do you have anything for that? Uh, for Sea of Thieves? No, I'm excited for them, but it is what it is at this point. Sure. Yeah. Um, so we got a new Battlefield story trailer, whatever. Look at another look at We Happy Few, which is still looks like it's coming along really well. Uh, new mode for PUBG, all that kind of Yo, stuff. Tales of Vesperia. Yeah, that was what I was gonna say. Was kind of the last big uh, thing to even touch on, which is cool because that's the thing people have been asking for for a really long time. Um, so I'm sure there are a lot of JRPG nerds like Andy Brown very excited about that one. Yep. Um, yeah. So I, I think overall, um, I, I thought this was a, a, a really good conference. You know, I think Xbox had probably the strongest showing in terms of just as a raw conference. They had new games. They had pops. It was a good uh, pace. It There was nothing that was, like, awkward or, like, super egregiously, like, yeah. you know, uh, like, like we saw that with Bethesda, right? Bethesda had a great show, but it was a little rough. And even with Xbox, like, we didn't have you know, uh, a dev come out and get lost in their teleprompter or whatever, you know, like, <laughs> It, it was a really solid show. I thought. That's why I thought it was probably like I'm actually in agreement with a lot of you guys. It is the it was probably the best consistent show out of all the uh, conferences that were done at E3 because it was consistently like here are a bunch of games that we want to talk about. Um, and I like also the fact that they were able to scoop up a lot of the announcements, world premieres, regardless of that, regardless of the fact that they're multi platform. It didn't really matter because I think we said this on my sh- on the show you were on. It's the perception. You're given a perception that, hey, you should come on Microsoft because look at all the games we announced. But are they? No, like you don't acknowledge the fact that they're multi platform unless you're like a big industry person like us who are going to look into those facts. Yep. 
If you're a casual person, like now you're gonna associate. Yeah, oh, if you're sorry, a casual person, you're gonna invest in Xbox now because Xbox was the first person to announce it. And like you'll associate big announcements like uh, like Devil May Cry, right? Like that's gonna be thought of as an Xbox right. game. You know, so that's that's probably good. Um, so yeah, overall, like solid. Uh, probably not the conference they needed, but one I was certainly happy to mm-hmm. sit there. Definitely, uh, that's what I liked about the Xbox conference. Like they didn't really hit you over the head with anything or take a long time with certain things. They gave you just amount, the right amount of information for each of the games. Yeah, I thought it was a, a real strong conference. I like the stuff they said about um, like what they're doing with tech and with Xbox outside of the game announcements. Like they had that lady come out and talk about like, yeah, and we're working on game streaming. We're working on changing our architecture so that when you start downloading a game it's ready to play like immediately versus like you have to wait for 80 gigabytes of Mm. whatever to download yeah yeah that's like that that i think was the worst part of the conference that was the one part where i felt like momentum kind of worked against them but it was an important announcement and i don't know where else you really have that conversation yeah it was like it was a cool conference um it was nice to have phil come out at the end and say they're like working on a new xbox yeah, I like that. I like that he came out and said that. Um, I mean, we all know it. It's not anything. Oh, yeah. It's not a surprise, but it's so cool to hear that and know that, you know, it might not be next year, um, but, but we'll probably hear more about that down the road. Um, overall, I thought this was, a you know, a very strong show uh, for, for Microsoft. But personally, again, I, I came into this wanting to be sold on the xbox one and i wasn't and so for me personally because of that it didn't get it didn't get the job done it was enjoyable to watch didn't get the job done yeah i'm, I'm pretty much right there man like i liked what i saw it was great solid show and everything but i didn't leave with the one thing i wanted was the want for the xbox or the you know the drive to go get it uh and and I, i'm not really sure um you know, it, where exactly uh, that didn't come in, but I, I'm going to have to say probably just the exclusives for just, you know, the fact that I can access them everywhere else kind of sucks. The show was great and the games are great and they had a great pacing and everything else. It's just unfortunate that I didn't walk away saying like, I've got to give Microsoft some money, you know, it's like, uh, that's, I think that's the, the goal. They want to hook you. And unfortunately that didn't work for me. Fair enough. I get that. Um, I came out of it pretty sure that I'm going to end up upgrading to the X at some point. Mm. Nice. Right after we buy our 4K TVs later, right, Andy? (laughs) All right, so let's move along. Uh, We're going to close things out with Sony's press conference. Um, This one I thought was really a mixed bag. I I think as a conference, it was overall not very good. Um, I think once they, um, so if you didn't watch it live, right, they had this issue where they had it in two locations. The original location was a scene recreated from The Last of Us 2 that led to this really awesome moment of transferring from that scene in the the show floor to the trailer. That was great. But then the fact that we had to wait 20 minutes for them to switch over to the next building while they vamped and didn't know how much time they had, it fell apart. And there, there was just a lot of weird choices, you know? And I think um, for, for me, though, 
content-wise, this is the conference I was most interested in. Uh, Sony's games are the games that speak to me the most out of any of the the major publishers, and um, there was no other one conference that had um, three games that I was as invested in as The Last of Us 2, Ghost of Tsushima, and Spider-Man. So I think, personally, if you're a Sony pony and you didn't watch it live and you only watched what they had released, you probably think Sony won the day because what they had to show was great. Um, But as a conference, it was very uneven. Um, And I think, like, being there live, too, like, with you, Ed, it's like you could kind of feel people getting restless. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think right – here's here's how we felt in the theater. I think as we were watching it, we saw the Last of Us trailer. Like, we were waiting for a little while because it took a couple minutes before you actually saw Sean Layden come on stage and introduce. And he started talking. You're like – where is this going? And then the banjo player comes in and you're like, where is this going? Like, it's taking a long time. And then they transition to the scene and you see, you get the full scope of The Last of Us with the cinematic, then the gameplay, then the ending cinematic. You're like, okay, I'm actually really hyped about this. Then the hard cutoff happens where you get, <laughs> where you go to like the offsite. I don't know where the, who, who or what was going on. I think that was like the PlayStation bloggers. They made like random. Yeah, it was the PlayStation blog yeah, team. Yeah, PlayStation blog team. They did a couple of random things, announcements before they transitioned back into the conference. And then as they were talking about, like, God of War's New Game Plus and the Black Ops um, 3 discussion and the trailer for Destiny 2 Forsaken, you're like, okay, like, when are we going to get back to the convention? Like, what's going on here? And then, like, literally the crowd just didn't care anymore until it got back to uh, Ghost of Tsushima. And it was just, a, like, the pacing was so kind of bushly because here's how I felt. Microsoft's conference was what Sony used to do back in the day. One of my favorite conferences, yeah. I think, was, like, Sony's like 2016 2015 conference it was right around the time of like PlayStation 4's launch they started picking up Steam and then they just started announcing a lot of different games and you were heavily invested in it that was when Crash Bandicoot got announced like that conference um I think also Last of Us it was got- like Horizon Detroit God mm-hmm. of War Last of Us like, 2 like all the games that are coming out yes, now <laughs> that was the hypest conference that I saw in a, such a long Spider-Man time Spider-Man too Yeah Spider-Man was also announced in that same conference it was the hypest conference in a while since that conference Sony's been on a downturn in terms of presentation. Like last year's was just kind of like it was short and sweet and you didn't really care about it because of stuff you already knew about. And then this year's was just kind of so badly paced that it almost felt like they did they had to try to find a way to fill time because they didn't have all the announcements that Microsoft apparently was able to pick up because of this focus on the core four. Yeah. I, yeah. Oh. Go ahead. Okay. He never goes first. <laughs> I I really loved this uh conference. I mean, yes, there were there were some weird pacing issues and I, I had no idea what the hell was going on um or or why we weren't seeing games. Um but I just tuned out and then when they showed something new that looked interesting, I tuned right back in and I was just as excited as I had been when they were showing The Last of Us. I've never played The Last of Us Part 1. Yep. That game looked brilliant. And I think everything they showed looked really fantastic. Um, and for me, when it comes to E3, I don't... I'm not as concerned with the actual conference. Because at the end of the day, I'm interested in the games. And sure. when you're talking about just pure games, to me, nobody had what Sony had this year. And when it comes to that, I think they dominated 
I think they overwhelmingly. What, so nobody dominated. had one good-looking game and one great-looking game. Uh, no. I think uh, Nintendo showed off better gameplay in their forty minutes than Sony did. So That's Sony's ridiculous. games look so far and away better than everything else that I saw here that no one really needed to come. No one else really needed to come to E3. <laughs> well, here's well, hold on, hold on. Here's why the four games that they showed off: Last of Us, Ghost, Spider Man, and control. Death Stranding. They're oh, and Control, yeah, and Control. Yes, I think what it what it is about the Sony press conference with the four games is because you're talking about developers that know that are either that are primarily focused on sony hardware so they have a core focus on what they're working on and yes of course the fact that they're running on ps4 pro does matter for those of us who you know most of us don't have a ps4 pro myself included so a lot of that necessarily doesn't matter and also and i think this is a trend that i noticed a lot with sony's games going back to god of war as well the fact that a lot of their games focus on cinematics that turn into gameplay also makes a difference as well because i think one of their core focuses is cinematics outside of spider-man which was about action um a lot of games transition it was all like cinematics then gameplay then more cinematics so i think that's kind of how sony is able to kind of show off their games in a different way it's about storytelling as opposed to how the game actually plays which is why we left when we saw death stranding it was just basically one long like cuts cg trailer as opposed to anything profound gonna be terrible that Stranding is going to be terrible, and I'm so fucking sick of seeing that game. It is. Um, every let's, you know what? Let's start there. <laughs> okay, go ahead, Andy. Every time they show this game, it looks worse. Um, and I and I get less and less and less interested. In yeah. It. Mm-hmm. And after after the shit show that was like Hideo Kojima's messy departure from Konami, everyone was like, mm, "Konami, man, they force all these deadlines and rush this games." And it's like, wow, when you let Hideo Kojima do whatever he wants, it's bad. Because, <laughs> yep, he's George Lucas, but Japanese. It's like I totally agree with that dude, and the, like I uh, I was talking about it with um, one of the guys who was on the Party Nerd special, and he was saying like, oh, I can't wait to just see like Kojima just do his thing without anybody like controlling it. I'm like, I don't think that's a good thing. <laughs> I really don't like. I, and and I remember like that was the thing that I remember saying uh, when the Konami split happened. Like, don't get me wrong, fuck Konami, but. The fact that everybody was just like, it's 100% Konami's fault. It's like, no, like, if you set a deadline and then continue to not meet it, you're an asshole. Like, I don't care that you're an auteur. Like, you're, like, that's money down the drain. And it's just like, what are you doing? You didn't even finish the, yeah, the game. Like, like, I, honest to God, wouldn't be surprised if he had a similarly contentious split from Sony. Because they're trying to give him as long of a leash as they can. But at the end of the day, like, you gotta deliver. Yeah. We need product to speak on to make profit, and right now you're messing up our bottom line. Yeah. Well, and it's like for me, right? Like I'm, I'm a gamer. I'm a Sony guy. I'm actively engaged with this shit. I've watched every single th- entire show that this game has been yep. showed at. So I've seen about forty five minutes of this game already. I still have no idea what moment-to-moment gameplay looks like. I have zero fucking idea what the plot is. No idea what the setting is really supposed... Like, we now have... Oh, oh, there's maybe they're, they're, they're delivery people, and they have different levels, and that's why Norman Reedus can't see the monsters, but the other lady can see them, but then there's these... It's like, what the fuck <laughs> is happening? Like, stop fucking showing me this game if you don't have anything to show me. And you clearly don't, because I haven't seen shit. Yep. You know what this? You know what this actually reminds me of? 
No Man's Sky. Oh, man. Yeah. This is exactly Oof. the same rollout strategy that No Man's Sky had. Yeah, that is true. And, and, I, and I, I, I'm so willing to bet that this is the AAA equivalent of that flaming fucking pile. Of just like, we have no idea what it is until the 11th hour, and then we're like, oh, that doesn't look good. Yep. And then go. I can't wait for this game. (laughs) I'm so excited for this game because it's so weird and crazy, and we have no idea what it is. And I love how mad it makes everybody. (laughs) I think it's so funny the way that people are so invested in being pissed about this that I just cannot wait for this. Oh, I'm not I just pissed about it. I just stop showing like, it. I think it's gonna be terrible. I, I'm just tired of seeing it. It's like I don't need to see ten more minutes of Norman Reedus walking around looking confused every E3, <laughs> and that's what it's been like. Dude, watch that trailer. Do you know how? Like, we spent five minutes of just cuts Ugh. of of people with packages yep. on their backs mm-hmm. walking. That's true. That's awesome. That was it. Just walking. I'll, I'll never say that these trailers have like made me hype because they haven't, and I'm not saying that like I'm not sick of it. But I think it's a little early to think the game is going to be terrible i mean like and saying it's going to be the no man's sky of it is i think even like a little more egregious because like at least that like they're not promising anything with this game they're just showing you nothing and saying figure it out so (laughs) they're promising me a game and i'm really not sure that's what this is are we sure that kojima has made an experimental social media experience (laughs) i think to be more fair Mm -hmm. if you ask me to like set odds on this game being terrible or good there's not good enough odds in this game being good that I would take that bet. I just yes. think like there's not enough information because there's no information to make me believe that it's bad. I don't believe it's good either, but to say that it's going to be bad, I, I don't know, man. I I don't know if Kojima's going to make like objectively like a three out of ten ever. I don't know. I think he can go below like a six or a seven. You know, it's, it's just my gut feeling right now, know, dude. And maybe it's, it's just gut. because I'm fucking sick of watching <laughs> yeah, these man, trailers. If, you, if I told you in 1998, like, yeah, I don't know if George Lucas is ever gonna like possibly dip below a six out of ten, and then the Phantom Menace comes out. <laughs> like, even the Phantom Menace is like not as bad as people remember it. You know what I mean? Hold on. Oh, the oh, Phantom that's, Menace is that's just the argument as bad we're as taking now, Thompson. He wants to bring up the Phantom Menace. <laughs> Yo, hold on. I got a prop bet real quick. If Kojima doesn't make The Phantom Menace, I'll take it. Yo, I want to take a prop bet right now. What game's going to come out first? Death Stranding or the Final Fantasy VII Remake? Uh, Death Stranding. Death Stranding, probably. Death Stranding is actually a game. So, (laughs) like, (laughs) they they showed me that they have actually developed an engine where people can walk. So, yeah, I think that game comes out first. Hang out with Norman Reedus, and he's like, my buddy, my friend. And it's like, at least they met, you know? to talk about the game oh shit yeah i have a i have a much harder bet which game's gonna come out first death stranding or last of us part two last of us part two and last of us part two is gonna come out next summer and just shock the world last of us i think i think that game comes out next fall or in 2020 that's my that's my guess i can't yeah i can't see it being i i think it's a fall 2020 Ah, i don't know man it it looks pretty far along Th- if it's 2020, uh, it's like on the outset of the the PS4 life cycle. You know what I mean? And it's like that Which might be possible. a good way to go out with a bang. But at that point, that's, you're so that's close. That's what to, they did with the first one. Yeah, yeah. but at yeah. that point, you're close to just being like, "Fuck it, we should just go with the new system." You know? Which they might make a remastered and do. It's what they did with the old one. So, yeah, totally possible. Uh, I don't. I don't think that what Andy's saying is out of, outside the realm no, of possibility not. at all. The no. name is very apt um, for it. The Last of Us. It's like, yeah, this is the last of our titles. Here you go. Take it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I've I've always 
been betting on 2019, 2020. That, that to me seems like, that seems like the window here. But uh, so let's talk about what we saw here. I, I thought this was a, a really exceptional trailer. I know Sean already touched on it a little bit. Um, I, I think this just looks really fucking great. And it's a good example of what Naughty Dog can bring to the table. Um, because I think the the framing of the, the the actual demo we saw between that cinematic moment was just such a great uh, juxtaposition of, you know, the where the world of The Last of Us has kind of progressed in some ways and then the other ways where it's still very much the same, you know, and that like to survive in this world, you do have to be a pretty imposing figure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think seeing uh, the actual gameplay was really, really cool just because I think like the level of uh, polish here is is just telling that it's Naughty Dog because I think one of the things that I, I've seen um, them uh, not qualify, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, confirm since, since this has uh, come out was that the moments where Ellie is prone and like sneaking and, and like crawling under the car and stuff, those aren't scripted sequences. That's just a mechanic in the nice. game. That that's how that's part of how cover works. You know? Um, so like seeing that whole movement between like crouching and running and going prone to hide and then the combat and how all of that seemed like it was just actually organically happening, but still feels so cinematic, is just like, oh. Like that's that's the goal, right? Like that's something that God of War yeah. achieved in my mind. Yeah, I and gotta say, man, the first game be... really did a very close job of making you feel that way. But then you see this trailer, and you're like, wow, the first game is clunky in comparison. After seeing this trailer, you know what I mean? Like how much shit went into the polish of this. Like I always felt like this, those were seamless playing the first one, but seeing it now, I'm like, I can't believe how much I was missing. You know? <laughs> yeah. And uh, I also really wanted to just call out real quick. I thought the HUD. Uh, was great. Mm-hmm. The fact that there's basically just that little circle until you actually need to do something, it's just like, wow. Like, I don't think I've ever seen a HUD that felt as unintrusive that was still informative. Play the first one. Yeah. <laughs> you just do the same thing. You open up your backpack, it's nothing. There's like, it's like Dead Space in that the idea was let's not have this shit color the screen. We want to focus on yeah. you. Yeah, Dead you know? Space and did like, it really well with that. I love, yeah. like, I, that's why Dead Space is like one of my favorite, like, horror kind of like trilogies. Um, outside like three three was like a little more action oriented yes but like dead space one just kept it concise like you only saw your ammo when you brought out your gun you saw your health on your back and that's it that's That's literally it it. and it was awesome it made it really tense too like the HUD always pulled it away from you like you play Doom or something or anything else and just having like a life bar in the corner or numbers and things you can register with your brain takes you out of it just for half of a second you know just having to like pull your gun up to like see your ammo it's just like you're constantly checking it you know it always had another level of tension built in and like Last of Us does a great job of doing that in the first one and just seeing this it looks like they took everything that they did good and they were like let's put it up to 11 you know it's just let's just really fucking wham, you know, cause like we've got all these years of experience now. We know what we're doing, you know, like not that they did it before, but they've worked on this for so long and they've had the idea of like probably run around since the first one, even, you know, how, how long ago was that now? It's, it's, it's wild. Yeah. And then they've, you know, they've also made new games and had experience with this hardware in yeah. that time. Like, you know, you look at uncharted four and that game is fucking, yeah. Oh, yeah. And this is awesome. uh, just, so. just looks so much better to me already, you know? But I'm, I'm I'm a little biased to the game, so that's just me. <laughs> you're sure, like, you're I, 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 I mean, I know you but guys I mean, haven't played it yet either, so like, 
I don't know. I think you should experience it at least. Yeah. And the thing, right, is like me and Sean aren't though, and we also felt that way. Right. Yeah. So and have you played the first Not one? Not a lot of it. Only like the first like hour or so, but I haven't played a lot of it. But now after watching that trailer, I'm like like I need to like I'm thinking about actually playing to. it on yeah. like like before the party nerd show this week, like just post put playing it a little bit on Twitch with AJ and just going in now, just after yeah. watching that trailer. Yeah, man. That'd be cool. Make it feel. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's a good game, man. Uh, so any other thoughts on this one before you move on? I'm just, I'm ready. I, I do love the fact that, like, the way they transitioned the cinematic scene, like, you had the scene in that, like, church-like venue, and then you had the scene, like, when they're on the dance, like, Ellie and the girl are on the dance floor, and they're going in for the kiss, and then transitions, and you see it go behind her head, and then she's already strangling a dude, and that's when it gets the gameplay. And then after she kills the one, uh, the dude at the end of the gameplay trailer, it goes right back to that scene. And I thought that was like moi storytelling. It was awesome. Yeah, especially like the dialogue there where she's just like, oh, like they should be afraid of you. Yeah, or they whatever, should be terrified know, like, of and you. And then it's, yeah, and like here's why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that this is a world that I can't wait to jump into and there's already a game that takes place in this world that I haven't played makes me so incredibly excited. Like, I can't wait. I have the game. I have The Last of Us. Yeah. It's in a wrapper. Um, but I do I do have it, and I can't wait to dive into that so that I can prepare for this. Yeah. Because this looks like it could end up being one of the great gaming experiences of our time. Yep. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Andy, do you need to rain on our parade, or can we move on? Oh, no. I think it looks great. I'm just not sure it's coming out anytime remotely soon. I think that's that's probably Fair enough. realistic. Um, so yeah, moving right along, uh, we'll talk more about some uh, Ghosts of Tsushima. Which, oh, I'm gonna uh, rain on your parade on this one. <laughs> that's okay. Um, I I think this was the weakest showing of the games I'm interested in. I I think this game looks good. Uh, I think graphically it looks incredible. Um, the the wind mechanics and like the leaves and stuff are just like really impressive. I think it's visually one of the best-looking games I've seen in, in quite some time. Um, I, th- I did think it looked a little stiff. I thought the combat seemed like it was a, a little... Um, I, I guess, honestly, kind of like a lot like The Witcher or like Souls, where it's like a little a little off, a little mm-hmm. tight, you know? Um, and that made me a little concerned. But then once we saw some of the, like, grappling hook kind of, like, leaping stuff i was like all right maybe maybe it won't be that way throughout and it's just that way because it's supposed to be deliberate because it's samurai sword fights and stuff you know and it's going to be very much about looking for opportunities and then it gets very quick you know i i agree with you man like that's what i think i liked about it that it looked more methodical about it like you're obviously not going to be like a superhero or anything so like Having having the elevation advantage and all that looked fun, you know. But the the fights looked very like you know like when he was stabbing him, he was like, oh, that's like that's a hard stab, you know. Like he goes for the kill on that. Like you wait, right. you you know, you see like right in the beginning of the, of the thing where there's the guy with the spear comes up, you know, the guy trashes like the you know at least 10, 10 15 people or something, and then the spear guy, you know, he has to like deflect him once or twice. Spear guy holds up, and it's like, where's my opening? Cut right the fuck through you. You know what I mean? Uh, it seemed like there was no opening, but there but there obviously like that's that's the the strikes you want to go for and like it rewarded you with just cutting his fucking arm off you know what i mean so um, yes i think i like that more because of it you know like it might be a little slower in that respect but that is what kept it going for me it almost reminded me of like batman games you know how like the flow of the the dodging and combat you know uh he was deflecting yeah, and yeah. parrying around and then it's like every you just need like one strike you know to get in there and uh 
I don't know because the person didn't die playing. I don't know if it's the same for you. That would be really interesting for me if you're able to get like, you know, shanked right once and it's like you're almost dead, you know, because it seems very visceral. It seems pretty realistic. Like these fights seem to matter, you know, even though he's going through 10, 15 people, it seems like they were not just, you know, and then like running scrub- from 10, 15 miles of hallway. Yeah, I mean, but it's a video game. So. And, <laughs> and then they all stood in a circle like Assassin's Creed 2 and waited for him to finish killing one guy before they. I mean, there's complaints to be made for sure. I'm saying the combat system was what I was focusing on, at least seemed pretty good like i'm not a fan of the the running around and all that stuff but it does have stealth elements that i'm gonna have and want and like i don't know if it's fair for one trailer to like make me think that they're all bad you know well it's also the first time we've seen it. right i i couldn't agree more with you uh thompson i think when you're talking about the deliberateness of the action We've seen a lot of very loose action games, right? A lot of, yeah, you yeah. know, games where you're just flying around, kicking ass. We just talked about Devil May Cry, right? Like, sure. this we'll looks... talk about Spider-Man in a minute. <clears throat> exactly. This this looks like it sets a very deliberate pace and tone, which feels completely right for a game where you're playing as a samurai, where literally getting stabbed one time will kill you. Maybe it's not that way in the game, but in real life, that's what being a samurai would be like uh so i i'm completely down with that i think graphically speaking we're talking about one of the greatest looking games i've ever seen in my entire life um and that's exciting in and of itself um there to me there's nothing to not like based on what i saw um i I, I'm, I'm really excited, and I don't get excited about games like this. A game where you play as a samurai, I couldn't care less 99% of the time. But there's something in this package that makes me crave playing this game. Watching so, Sean, th- yeah. you said 99% of the time. If Sony comes out tomorrow and announces a first-party exclusive third-person cinematic pirate action game for the PS4... No. It's pirates, though. No. <laughs> it's, not, I'm out. it's not samurai, it's pirates. <laughs> I can get invested in a game where you're, you know, fighting as a samurai that's completely beautiful and that where, where the fights really matter. I can get invested in that. I can't do pirates. That's just not. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, I, I think, like, the whole feudal Japan setting and everything, like, during the invasion of the Mongols is, like, that's a great setting, and it's not one that's been super explored. Like, a lot of times when we get samurais, it's in very, like, cartoony anime kind of ways, not in a, like, grounded, like, historical drama kind of thing. And, like, that seems really appealing to me. Um, and for me, like, Sucker Punch's name is on it. That's all that matters. Yeah, oh yeah like, exactly. You know, it's, a game, it's a game I'm going to give attention to. Um, and what I saw here definitely made me more interested. I, I, I don't think that Andy's, uh, reservations are at all, are, are totally off base. I definitely had moments where I was like, "Mm, like, let's, let's see how that plays out. But overwhelmingly, I walked away from this feeling very positive. Yeah. For a game that you don't know too much about other than what we have here, this definitely is an engine that is going to take its time to kind of like formulate. And this is another one of those kind of like what... You guys are saying with The Last of Us, that is going to take some time for it to release because there is kind of like a lot yeah. more refinement that has to go into it. But definitely just the fact that it was impressive cinematically and the way like you you had the stance, especially at the end when you were fighting your ally as well. That cinematic of like you kind of see like the world around you starts to like fall into chaos. You see the fires 
start to form as well. Yeah. And you kind of see like how almost like you're fighting in a ring of fire. And I was like, wow, that that's actually a really cool like idea for like that kind of like sword fighting boss type battle. Um, and then it goes into like the final scene before the trailer ends. And I'm like, okay, there's just, definitely a lot there to like build off of and to see where that's going to go next. Yeah. It seems like there's a lot of thought being put into the moment to moment experience, um, which I appreciate. Uh, all right. So now we'll, we'll get through all of the other like minor announcements before we get to Spider-Man. Um, so Control uh, is the next game from Remedy, yes. um, which is cool because if you don't know, Remedy is the, the, the team behind the original two Max Payne games. They did Alan Wake and uh, Quantum Break, both for Xbox. This is their first non-exclusive thing in quite some time. Um, so it was really cool to see this at the Sony conference. And I think this game looks great. Very stylish. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, psychological. I'm into it. I'm, I'm definitely a game I want to check out. It's like PsyOps a little bit. It reminds me of that shit from PS2. If you ever played that, you're just picking up stuff and toss, yeah, like all the, the powers look fucking great, you know? And like uh, a little bit of fear like in there too, because it has that dark tone sure. to it. So, you know, obviously uh, that game had like a lot of shit to do with supernatural stuff. So like, you know, I mean, you can combine any of those two things together and then like, Remedy, I've loved everything I've ever done. You know, Alan Wake was was really fun for what it was. It was just like really unique. Um, it, Max Payne, obviously with the bullet time, you see that done here a little bit. She's like blocking bullets, running. It just seems to me like they took everything they made from the every powers game. Powers look really cool. Yeah, they're like, let's just take everything we've done and just like try to you know really just jam it in here. Like it's got all the cool stuff from all the other games, and honestly, it just, just looks great too. You know, like the dark tone for it suits it beautifully. Yeah, I mean. This is this is a game that I didn't expect to see, in the sense that I didn't expect to see anything like this. Yeah, uh, this is like Inception in a video game world, visually. Like, it just looks absolutely brilliant. Um, the gameplay from the little that we did see looks fantastic. I love that she has powers, but you can also use guns, and I I feel like. This is a really cool thing about this. I feel like what we saw was the tip of the iceberg. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's so much cool stuff to come with this game that they didn't even showcase because they didn't have to. Because this is borderline revolutionary. So I, I can't wait to see the rest of this thing and actually play it. Yeah. Yeah, that I think of the game Sony showed Control and uh, to a lesser extent the Resident Evil 2 remaster are the ones I'm most excited about. Yeah, I, 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 let's, speaking of which, yeah, I mean, any thoughts on the Resident Evil 2 remaster? I know we kind of already touched on it during the random question, but I think it looks great. Um, definitely something to look forward to. It's about it time. Cool. January 25th. I'm gonna play it on my Xbox. I never played Resident Evil 2, and so wow. when they were show, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me neither, actually. Resident wow. Evil 1 scared me so bad that I just stopped until Resident Evil 4. Oh boy, um, I was I was too too young to be playing Resident Evil One. Uh, so but, was I. <laughs> Trust me, it didn't. I'm not gonna say I didn't walk away scarred from that one. I'm just saying I kept going with it and kept the nightmares coming. So, <laughs> so I wasn't sure. If, I thought I thought this was a new Resident Evil, uh, but I was very pleased to see that it wasn't because this is a gameplay experience I want to have. The fact that it's it's sort of like uh, Resident Evil Four. Um, but that it's a, a, a prior game. I'm I'm actually really uh, I'm in love with the Resident Evil world. I've watched several YouTube videos about the story because I never played all the games myself, so I wanted to know what it was about. And the fact that I'm going to get to go back and have a gameplay experience 
with Resident Evil, but that's updated in every single possible way is something really exciting. Yeah, man, I uh, I definitely agree, and uh, it's a game I'm looking forward to putting a little time into. Um, so then, yeah, I think the last one that's really even worth commenting on is just uh, is um, Neo Two, which I, I don't really have anything to say about this. I know the first Neo was really beloved, and I wanted to give you guys a chance. I feel to really in. bad for Neo Two because Why? Neo's whole pitch was like, "What if Dark Souls was feudal Japan?" Yeah, and then Shadows uh, and Die and Sekiro. Yep. 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 Sekiro murders Neo Two. Yep. Right. They come out and they're like, hey, "That was a good idea." <laughs> so why don't we actually try that? And yep. I feel like Neo as a game I didn't play, and I would have been incredibly excited for Neo Two if Sekiro wasn't uh, already a thing. So eh. uh, it's not that That's it looks bad or anything like that. It's just I'm not gonna. I'm almost hundred percent. I'm probably not gonna play it. So. Uh, and then, I, actually, I guess one more announcement worth pointing out uh, while you brought that up is um, From Software is making a oh, PSVR yeah. game, about which that. is it just looks so weird because it's not it's like not anything dark, else dreary, they've ever done. Something's about to murder you. Yeah, not yet. Yeah. We don't know. Yeah. <laughs> True. <laughs> That's fair. This is like I mean, Doki you don't have the dodge weird. roll at any point. No, yeah. it's it's, yeah. it's gonna be like the Doki Doki of VR games. You know, like halfway oh, oh through, it turns God. out like the game's playing you. <laughs> <laughs> I would shit. love for that to happen. Uh, That'd be great. And then you actually realize there's a really heavy dodge roll mechanic and you have to physically roll your body in PSVR. <laughs> oh, no. All right. So uh, moving it along to the the main event here, I think, Spider-Man, uh, Insomniac. We've seen a lot of this game already, but I think this was the first really deep dive we've gotten at it where we saw every single thing they've showed us at different conferences or with Game Informer or wherever all in one complete package with new information as well. You know, we got a really good look at the swinging mechanics and how they work, uh, combat, you know, seeing all the pieces kind of together and then uh, – getting the reveal of a bunch of new villains that are going to be present in the game. You know, we had never seen Scorpion, Rhino, Vulture, um, Electro, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and that's awesome. So it looks like we're maybe getting a sinister six tease here, but in general, um, I, I couldn't be more hyped about this game. It's coming out in September. I'm a huge Spider-Man fan, and I think this looks incredible. And I, I am convinced after this showing that this is going to be the best Spider-Man game that's ever been made. Um, it, I, have, I have full faith in Insomniac's vision here. It gave me that Spider-Man 2 for the PS2 vibe. Hell like, that's the man. only Spider-Man 2 game I really played to completion and cared about. Um, outside, well, after the only other game really was Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions, but that really wasn't like a freeform kind of game. That no, was fun. Yeah. It, was, it was more it was linear. A, it was good a good game. game, but it was more linear. But the last open world one I played was Spider-Man 2, and this gave me that vibe from back when I was had my PlayStation 2. What was it? 2002, I think it came out. And I, I felt like I was back in that realm again. And I was just like, oh, my God, this game is going to be so much fun. Just how much attention they're bringing to the world. The fact that it had like an eagle vision mechanic where you're on a post and you're going through the entire city or like a specific area of the city where you can find missions to take care of. Uh, there's just so many things that this game has and the combat looks fluid. Like it has that like Arkhamish mechanic, but it looks a lot faster because of how because of Spider-Man's agility and his web powers. Like it's a lot faster in terms of how it plays. So I'm real. I'm ready for that. And I feel like the depth of the gadgets make it seem more deep because there's not just the combat. There's also the web attacks. There's also all of these different uh, like 
things you can do with the special bar yeah. and everything. Like it seems like there's a lot of ways to attack mm-hmm. uh, like a situation. Exactly. It looks good. I do wish they had shown like any of the open world stuff. I mean, there's plenty of footage on that if you're interested. Uh, the Game Informer stuff they did for that one month of reveals showed so much stuff about the open world. Yeah. like Oh, and then the, the posting that they did, too, and the post show they showed off the open world as well for, like, 15 minutes. Okay. I That was my concern coming out of the, the presentation was, like, when, when it's a big open world game, showing a, like, big scripted mission always feels weird to me. Mm, yeah, I get that. Uh, Sean, what were your thoughts? Oh, man. Uh, I I think this game looks absolutely amazing. Um, if if I don't think I've ever come away from an E3 wanting to get my hands on a game more than this one. Even Smash. Uh, because we haven't had a Marvel game, let alone a Spider-Man game, but a Marvel game that looked really good like legitimately good in a long time and i think that uh what they've done here is they've mastered based on what we've seen obviously it could play you know differently but it looks like they've mastered spider-man in a video game and i thought they did that with spider-man 2 but when you go back and you think about it it's like oh man there were some things about that game that could have been better this looks like it perfected everything Mm -hmm. And that's so exciting to get a core Spider-Man experience that feels like, you know, it's ripped from the comic book, but that is in a video game. I get to do this, you know? And made by fucking Insomniac. And made by Insomniac. You talk about goodwill. I have nothing bad to say about this. I've heard some poor things about the camera that it's a little not the best. Um, and, and, you know, we'll see when we actually get to play it ourselves. Um but everything they show just looks absolutely brilliant, man. Uh, and and well, even the one concern I had before this was, oh, what villains are going to be in it? Will they really have a good slate or is it just going to be Mr. Negative? And they show us six or five different villains with a, with a tease yep. of a sixth. Exactly. It's got to be Doc yep. Ock, right? I'm thinking it's Goblin, but I think Doc Ock is like neck and neck. It's 50-50. Yeah, it could be either or really. I, I just um, like, I don't know. It would feel weird to have... Even if they don't call themselves the Sinister Six, like, six Spider-Man villains showing up at one place. And not reference that back. Yeah, it would be really weird because then it's not true to the comic. Like, you yeah. don't reference that in the comics at all. I-, I think the whole thing that throws it off is Mr. Negative. Like, if he wasn't there, you'd have both of them, you know? Yeah. But I, I guess it really depends on where Norman is at in his career. Because, like, if he's, like a mayor or some other like bigger figure and not goblin in and around then it's probably Ock. yeah you know? and like they've they've shown norman is running for mayor yeah right and so i think maybe that's Wait, the angle was they're he, gonna take I it if the poster said running or re-elect i don't remember right either way he's in that stage of yeah. his career where he's not out on the glider being green goblin seemingly so maybe that's something they say for spider-man too you know maybe well, the the one big mystery was that the villains have upgraded technology. So yeah. whoever the sixth person is has to be capable of doing that for them. I could easily see a scenario where Norman is not in the streets in his goblin outfit, but is 
upgrading their technology, working with the Tinker yeah. or whoever, to give them a boost so that they can kill Spider-Man because he's still obsessed with that. But you could you could yeah. just as easily, to Andy's point, make an argument about how Doc Ock could be doing the same thing. So Right. Like, he built his arm, so, like, why couldn't he make better suits for all the other, these other villains because he wants to wipe out Spider-Man mm-hmm. because X reason. Yeah. Yep. You know? Yeah. I, I feel like either of those totally make sense. Um, I think the one thing that... Uh, I've heard a lot from people who have been on the show floor and got hands-on with the game uh, is that it, it controls really well. That, like, the the main thing about the swinging is it's all about momentum. And um, that's ideally what you want, obviously. And, like, when we got those those scenes of him swinging around the building and then flinging off and then going for the next move, I was like, it just – it looks like it's got the, the rhythm right in a way that um, I don't even think Spider-Man 2 totally got right. It was just the it, it, it was it was damn fucking close, but it was you know a lot longer ago when we had less control over like mm-hmm. nuance in physics and stuff like that. So it, it looks like it looks like an evolution of what has already been done and done exactly. well, and that's exciting as fuck. That's gonna it be the best like part. It looks like it's satisfying, you know, yeah. like you feel like you're Spider Man when you're playing. Um, and, and the, the people I've heard talk about it, a lot of them said like they figured it would take some getting used to, that they figured it would like be a thing that you'd have to kind of pick up on. And they said that it's very intuitive. You're really only using like two buttons, uh, as your main things, unless you're doing like special moves like the slingshot or something like that. So it seems like it's going to be a pretty, you know, point and click kind of thing, which is ideal. You want it to feel as natural as possible, you know? So, uh, Thompson, you've been pretty quiet during this one. What did you think about this? I'm not really a Spider-Man guy, as you may or may not know. Um, Honestly, it's it's my it's the thing that's most disappointing to me about you as a friend. <laughs> I, I have nothing against Spider-Man, but he's he's never once I've never once wanted a comic of him, and it doesn't and it doesn't really do anything for me. I don't know. Um, but you know, even even speaking back to the old games, uh, I I played a bunch of the old ones. Uh, <laughs> I played a bunch of the old ones. Uh, like they were fun. They were always fun back then, but I never like sought them out. You know what I mean? Like they weren't my, my prime picks. So same, same with this man. Like it, it doesn't look bad in any way. I love insomniac. Um, I, I don't think because there's only a bunch of other stuff that I want to get. I don't think that I'm going to get this, uh, you know, like at launch or anything. Oh. Um, you know, because he's gonna he's gonna fucking borrow my copy yeah, eight months after what, it comes yeah. out and be like, oh my god, this is the best game yeah, of last not, year. Yeah, the best game of last year, though. That's the thing, man. I, like, I'm never gonna think it's like the. It's not bad in any way. It's just it's Spider Man. It doesn't appeal to me right off the bat. Like, I can't really get like super hype about it. You know what I mean? It's like if I didn't like Pokemon, I wouldn't be hype about the new Pokemon stuff. So it's like if I didn't like Fallout, I wouldn't care about seventy six as much. You know, I don't really have it for Spider Man. You know, like you're breaking my fucking heart. Spider-Man <laughs> and Batman don't really do it for me. I know, like, everyone loves them, but, like, that's why I don't play the Batman games. That's why I don't really care about Spider-Man as much. Looks great. The, <laughs> the beauty of this time in gaming is that you can say that. Yeah. I think in, in 2002 or whatever, when the first, when Spider-Man 2 came out, if you were a gamer, it's not like there was, it's not like there was, like, every month there was a, a colossal gaming experience out. So that was a game pretty much everybody kind of played. Yeah, for um, sure. Now you can choose. You could easily go eight months to a year without playing this game, and I'm sure that you will have had some really incredible gaming experiences without playing this. And it's probably going to be one of the top games of the year. 
Especially in 2018 when the other top games of the year, like, you know, I know you still haven't touched God of War. You have a bunch of games to borrow from me. Uh, but then there's also, like, Red Dead Redemption 2, man. Yeah, like, like that's Red Dead Redemption out too. 2 and Shadow of the Tomb Raider are out within two weeks of this game. Right. That's so going to be I, just such a good month of gaming. Yeah. It comes down to, like, I can't play everything and I can only get certain ones. And, like, I, it just realistically speaking, I'm not going to be able to jump on this, you know? And it's fine, man. You're going to have to, you're just going to have to. I'm going to do like 500 episodes of this for Pals Play. We're doing <laughs> the whole game. We're doing every side quest. Do less quest. of us first, and then I'll, and I'll play this with you as much as you want. <laughs> All right, fine. <laughs> Challenge accepted, bitch. <laughs> Again, man, like, I have no problem with this game. I think it's going to be great. I just don't think it's it's not going to spark the same interest as it does for you guys, you know? Sure. Yeah, no, I get it. I just, you know, I'm just really about ready to break down in, like, tears of joy over it. Um, because, goddamn, it looks so exciting. And I love Spider-Man so much. And I'm so happy. And I love Insomniac so much. And it's a great time to be a gamer, you guys. It really is. Yeah, yeah definitely. It's, a, it's, a, it's an incredible year. I only, like, I agree with Sean, man. Like, the fact that I can say, like, this game looks incredible. Nothing's wrong with it. And yet I'm probably not going to play it. It's very addictive of the time I live in. Where there's plenty of things I can I can jump on, you know? We're so, lucky. It's the yeah. definition of privilege, you guys. <laughs> yeah, it really um, is. <laughs> world problems at its finest. Yeah, <laughs> dude, it's it's so funny. I was talking, and the, and we'll we'll wrap it after this. But I was talking with my boy about E3 the other day, and he was asking me like what I had thought about it, and I was like, I mean, honestly, it was a really solid year, and it's just like looking like 2018 is going to be like a, like a really another f- truly fantastic year of games. And I was like, it's like it's like a, a, it's crazy because I think 2017 was the best year in games since you know. Depending on what you're at, at 97 or 2002 or 2000, at me in the fucking comments, get me on Twitter if you want to argue with me about it. But, uh, and, and he goes, he's like, well, at what point does it stop being an anomaly? Like, when does that just become the reality that this is how games are now, that this many quality games come out all the time and it's just a never ending hype machine? And I was like, Three years. Yeah. Two years is a coincidence. Three years, that's yep, when we have a exactly. trend. So if next year we walk out of E3 and I, I think that 2019 looks as good – or 2020, whatever, looks as good as 2018 and 2019 did, it's like, I guess this is just the new normal, man. <laughs> this is a never-ending hype. I don't know if my heart can take it. I'm getting too old for this <laughs> shit, you guys. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so if you guys want to let us know uh, your thoughts on on any of the E3 conferences we discussed today or last week, get us in the comments down below. Hit us up at the video game pals at gmail.com or uh, get us at the comics pals wherever your social media is sold. And uh, if you enjoyed this episode, please make sure you give us a like on your platform of choice. Jump over to Apple Podcasts and uh, you know give us one of those sweet, sweet ratings. If you're a YouTube person, you can give us a subscribe. Click the notification bell to know when the next episode of the video game pals goes live, uh, hopefully. Um, or again, follow us on social media at the Comics Pals wherever your social media is sold because we tweet out whenever our episodes go live just in case YouTube or SoundCloud or wherever is not giving you those notifications. Uh, so before we bounce out I, out of here, Ed, thank you so much for joining always us. Always a good time. Uh, always a pleasure to have you on the show. Yeah, man. Yeah, thank you guys. I'm much and, a, uh, always I love coming on here just like spouting out everything that's going on uh, in gaming and especially with uh, E3 2018 probably one of the strongest in a while that I've seen stronger than last year for sure, but definitely the strongest in the last five years. You think? I think wow. so. All right. Mm. Um, that's, that's a conversation for uh, maybe your next, uh, your next <laughs> appearance. 
Um, but yeah, man, you're, you're welcome back on the show every time. We always love having you on. So, uh, and I think you always bring a, a good energy to the show. So before, uh, before the kids bounce, let them know where they can find you. Absolutely. In the so, um, we're always on, uh, every Tuesday, 645, we record live on uh, wildfireradio.com. We do, uh, primarily like comic books, movies, TV shows. Uh, we do also gamer central. We did one that Pete was on last week. We have another one, part two, uh, of our E3 coverage coming up this Tuesday, um, you can listen to all of our archive shows on iTunes and all the other uh, podcasting platforms as well. Uh, we are starting to get a Twitch going as well. Myself and AJ, my other gaming uh, co-host, uh, we will be streaming The Last of Us this week. So twitch.tv slash party nerds. And finally, um, Instagram, which is our main social media account, um, Instagram.com slash the party nerds. Awesome. Awesome. All right, cool. So now we'll do our plugs, Andy. Uh, you can find me over on Twitter at Tiger underscore Millions. Um, tweet me to talk about pirates because Sean doesn't want to. <laughs> <laughs> Sean? So, uh, first of all, you can always get me on uh, the Comics Pals. <clears throat> Sorry, which post the day before this. Uh, this week, we talked about DC because DC had a huge week uh and we talk about everything that went on with them uh, including jeff johns stepping down as the chief creative officer over there and what that's going to mean for the future of dc on film and in the comics uh beyond that of course you can get me at sean soapbox on twitter and instagram and you can talk to me about how incredible sony was this year's e3 and how they completely dumpstered Microsoft. <laughs> talk about how I'm EA so had a better show than Sony. Oh, sh- Let's oh, talk no. about how Andy you- needs to be uh, instituted into an <sighs> asylum for that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you can't. You can't actually believe that. I just. Oh no. Uh, I think. I think that's a more reasonable take than Sony had a better show than Microsoft. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I. What is the world coming to right now? Ooh, I'm having right? okay. All uh, right, gonna avoid the aneurysm, Thompson. Yeah. Why don't you go? All right, well, you can find me at Relic Vampire on Twitter. Uh, you know, hey, like I don't really care what we talk about. You know, talk about how Andy's insane for sure, or my Conan exile, uh, Exiles exploits, and how I'm the terror of the server now. And apparently, everyone wants me dead. So we'll go from there. Word. All right. If you want to get some more from me, uh, you can get me at loud underscore Pete on Twitter and Instagram. Come talk to me about all of the new games I've been playing because we've had to skip that segment the last two episodes and it's been fucking killing me. (laughs) I have so many games to talk about, you guys. Tune in next week. Next Um, week, the first hour is going to be dedicated to that. Hour long. I got fucking takes, everybody. <laughs> All right, let's go. Listen, Pete, uh, uh, if you want to just do the podcast by yourself to give a week of Pete's takes, like, I'll take it off. <laughs> <laughs> just an hour and a half episode of me and Thompson. I'm just like, Thompson, so what about Vampire? Yeah, All right, yeah, cool. Get, get out of here. Yeah. Now I'm going to talk about Detroit. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I'm. I, uh, you can also catch me on the Comics Pals with Sean, like he said, uh, posts all those times that he said it posts. Um, you can catch me and Thompson on our Let's Play show Monday through Thursday, Pals Play. Uh, we're playing Vampire this week. It is a fucking bang up good time. We're having a great time with it. Go check it out. Uh, probably going to be our new ongoing series because we're both pretty invested in it. So uh, go check that shit out and let us know what other games you like to see us play because there's a bunch of new games that came out this week. Maybe we should do a Fortnite episode. Maybe we should play Hollow Knight. Maybe we should play Unraveled. Let us know. 
Um, no, don't shake your fucking head. We're gonna play whatever the fucking kids want, Thompson. <laughs> so it's right? for the kids. I don't care. I don't care if you don't like Fortnite. I don't care. I didn't say I didn't like it. I'm tired of it. <laughs> All right, so that's that's gonna wrap it up for up for us here. Uh, thank you so much for joining us here on episode 60 of the Video Game Pals. We will see y'all later.